Welcome to the slab. Thanks for having me, man. Today's guest is Logan Fallsgraf. Hello. How are you, bro? I'm doing good, man. I haven't it's, seen you in so long. Oh, it's and, been so long. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, for those who don't know, um, Logan is a very talented artist. Oh, thank you. And a drummer. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> From time <yeah>. to time. <laughs> I think my, my first experience here with like band music was actually in logan's basement that's right playing drums and god knows what were we was playing it, i don't even remember was it in the, my basement or was it in uh u-haul was it in like that we did both that we did one because we, we did one with u-haul with um with brandon, brandon playing on one of my guitars yeah he didn't even own a bass right he played a guitar that was tuned uh, an octave down but yeah man how have you been like how are things it's it's crazy are you still um uh you were volunteer, not volu You had like an internship, right? At yeah, a, a um, was, organization here. Yeah, I was interning with a nonprofit in town that does like arts education, arts promotions, and all that cool stuff in Peoria. Just sort of really spreading art back to like the public spe public sphere, where it sort <coughs> of has distanced itself from. Okay, taking away sort of like the academic aspect of it, oh, what most people kind of are scared of. Like when they think about art, because they don't know about it, they think it's this like hoity-toity thing. Yeah, it can, can, can be very daunting with all this Banksy and yeah. all this expensive. So it's really important for organizations like that to sort of do their work. Are because, you guys responsible for all the murals in the area? Yeah, downtown. Hell yeah. They, Hell yeah. So they don't necessarily do them, but they make it possible for the people that actually make them to be paid for their work. That's so really they, awesome. They sort of do a lot of like the middleman sort of networking stuff for people that's super cool because i've noticed like since because i mean well you've been here much longer than me just in the area yeah. but like since i got to school in the last three years i've noticed murals have just been popping up yeah either that or i'm discovering like there's like a flower shop in east peoria mm -hmm. that like the whole side of it is painted yeah they're it's, getting really popular oh that's really cool one of the other things they're doing with them that sort of allows that is they're not painting them directly onto the walls sometimes okay they actually sort of i don't know if they invented it or where they got it from but there's some like hanging system that they have where they basically they can like swap out canvases as long as they're oh. made on like certain sizes they can just so, move them between buildings so it goes over like the facade of the building or yeah, something or like That's there's a wall cool. where they'll like <clears throat> screw joints into or do something to attach it That's super cool That's actually really cool. because then you know yeah, if the uh, let's say the building is gonna get torn down, the art doesn't go with it; they just yeah. move it. Mm -hmm. That's super cool. Have you ever um, like done a mural like that? Or I've no? never done anything uh, that big. No. Is that something you'd like like to do in the future, or is that not up your alley? <sighs> I don't know. I don't think. I always say this, and people tell me it wrong, but like, I don't. That's not my thing, okay. really. Like, I can. Like, I'm all right at okay. Like physically drawing things, but normally. Like the size that I work with is so small, especially when I do digital stuff. Mm. That like trying to imagine doing something so large, true, is yeah, you got to scale it up. Yeah, that's so interesting. So you're doing mostly digital. What's like, what's your main thing right now? My main thing is so like graphic design is my major. So it's my passion. Yes, is that, is that oh meme with the word art? It's really funny. I actually know <laughs> people who don't know that image. I really, think it's ironic that. I only know that who, through you, which yeah. is hilarious. I think it's funny that people that aren't graphic designers don't know like the memes. that image, like that meme. I think it's really it's, it's a fire. Really it's a great meme. Graphic design is my passion. It's a little frog. Oh god, it's yeah. just hold on. <laughs> You're gonna pull it up. Okay, okay. Oh, look at that. That's it. 
Oh, look at that. <laughs> I mean, just beautiful. The papyrus look font. So, okay, let's let's do like you're so I I I deem you an expert opinion at this point. Okay. Let's let's okay. let's rate this piece of art. So, I don't know. We've got a really good use of color here. There's okay. some contrast. We've got that the text down there on the bottom left is in in a red, you know, yeah. which obviously is complemented <clears throat> by that green of the frog. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got some consistency with the smoky white background and the the white yeah, the JPEG white, background, the white of the border frog. of the frog. Yeah. It's, it it, it kind of helps emphasize the frog. Yeah, it, but it also really makes you wonder. He's in that box, so is the passion a prison for him? You oh. know, how is how is that smile really coming from that frog? You know, what is he <laughs> what is he really feeling? Yeah, and he, he looks very open and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. His legs don't even look like they could really do that. They don't really look like frog legs. Yeah, no, they they're a little. Um, it's like he's got a dislocated hip or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. For being crammed inside of a box. Very humanoid frog too. It really is, yeah. Well, I'm glad. What 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 do we what do we rate this out of ten? Out of ten? Yeah. Uh I don't know. There's it, really nothing I mean, at least an eight and a half, yeah, right? Definitely yeah. a lot of time. Well it's tricky because there's nothing else to rate it against. You know, there's no other That's true, it's in a league of its own. It's it's by itself, <laughs> so really rating it its individual value is sort of really out of the question. Oh man. Ah. <laughs> Well, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. <laughs> have you have you done a lot of sculpture stuff lately? Or? I haven't. No, really. It's kind of funny. Um, the reason that I got into that was, even though I do digital work, like that's my major. For like our degrees here, we have to take like traditional media okay. as like electives. Okay. And so the sort of like split up between two dimensional ones, three dimensional ones, and. Stuff like that. Like, One-dimensional like painting. Art. Yeah. It's very... Wouldn't that just be a line? One-dimensional? wouldn't even be... Isn't one dimension just a point? Dot, a dot. Isn't that just how that works? Huh. Okay, don't, don't let me do... I'm not either. good at math. Sorry. So. Yeah, no, no, I, I wouldn't know either. Um, okay, so that's cool. So you're, you're so, delving into everything. Yeah, yeah. And I figured, especially for sculpture, it's like, I'm not going to get to do that <clears throat> when I'm out doing whatever I'm doing. I could see you having a fucking forge. It would be so. It would be cool. Now you only that, need eight cobblestone to make it happen. You know, right? It's not a big investment. No. Let's go outside, punch a tree down. Oh, jeez. Get some sticks. Minecraft is a wild concept. It really is when you think about it. But it is art. There's some people who do stuff in that game. Absolutely. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. But so you you haven't done much sculpting anything. What's the last thing you made? What was it? The last thing I made was. I think last year. Last year was the last time I actually made any like metal work for sculpture, because that's when I I did my second semester of um, metal working, and when we went down to Alabama, for oh, yeah. that big that big uh, iron casting <coughs> trip, which is a whole a whole deal in and of itself. But I've <sighs> actually I've done a few more. That's a great idea for a trip, man. Just go cast some iron in Alabama. It was a good time, dude. It was wild. Uh, I've done a few actual like pours with a few people okay. since I've taken that class, but I haven't actually made anything. Mm. My internship, one of the events they had was was an iron pour, um, which was funny because it took up like so much room. It took up basically the whole day. Oh man, to actually get because it's a it's a huge furnace. Yeah, you've got to yeah. get it to twenty six hundred degrees. Holy moly! And it's got to stay there, and it was a like a cold day. In like the fall, was it was it that was that was here? It was here. Okay, yeah. so yeah, it's probably freezing. Mm -hmm. well, maybe not in the fall, but yeah, it uh. was 
It was pretty cold. We were in the shades, and it was in the morning, so it was it was pretty cold. You gotta keep your furnace going. Is it an outdoor, indoor? What it's outdoor. Outdoor yeah. furnace. So I mean, it's got a, it's a basically a big smokestack. I don't know if you know. I know like what close to nothing like. about sculpting. Okay. Like if I look at Michelangelo David, mm-hmm. I'll look at that and be like, mm. <laughs> very those, cool. Those like stone. Yeah, stone. It's I know like, a difference. That's a little different. Like what's like a famous metal sculpture? There's like the statues here in sculpture. downtown. Yeah. Like the obelisk. There's, yeah, there's those ones. There's a few <laughs> more contemporary ones. Um, like there's Kahinda Wiley's that he just put up. Um, I don't know how long ago that was. That was pretty recently, I think. Um most like war statues or war monuments are made of bronze. That's sort of the okay. go-to like huh. material, you know, like So any reason for that? Is it better than other materials? Is it just classy? It's easier to work with than like iron is terribly difficult to work with. Really? Yeah. It has a lot of interesting like things. Like how how so is it just it's brittle or so, something? Well, yeah, it has to be hot. First okay. of all, so it's, so it's, <laughs> it's melting point is a lot higher than bronzes. Okay. Um, I don't know. I feel like with my experience with it, bronze casting is like a lot easier than iron casting. Uh, I think it might have to do with like the consistency of the metal once it's actually cast and how you can sort of like shape it, kind of grind it and okay. do that sort of, sort of work with it. Because when you work with iron, I didn't know this. I brought my piece back from Alabama and I started like cleaning it up and taking grinders to it and everything and i didn't realize until i looked down i had like dust all over my clothes oh man it was like everywhere there were like little shavings you're like magneto yeah yeah it was wild that's hilarious wow so bronze is the go-to yeah it's just easy okay it might have to be it might be a traditional thing too because a lot of ancient sculptures were made of bronze a lot of like Greek statues bronze and then there's the statue of liberty that's like fuck you yeah copper yeah let's do it that's a cool idea though there's like there's no other statue in the world like i feel like that color of the the weathered brown or a copper the oxidized yeah that's it that's the statue of liberty color it's iconic yeah it would look so weird if it right was like <clears throat> brown right it would look strange there's just something about that color that's so you you, you can look at a, a very zoomed in photo of the statue of liberty and see just a little wrinkle mm-hmm. and then that color and go that's the statue of liberty yeah absolutely you know i mean maybe i'd say most people in the united states maybe even a good chunk of people around the world probably oh, know sure, that yeah sure. ah, that's cool yeah it's iconic anything crazy happened on this alabama pouring trip i feel like the whole thing was pretty crazy really for me just because i went with i went with a bunch of people that i didn't know okay they were all sculptors or various artists that i met like the one semester before that i had taken that class okay that was my experience with them and then the professors that went with us so i was you know i was basically by myself the whole time like i they were there and we were sort of a team because we had to be for the actual like event for actually pouring stuff oh true you've got to be you got to be pretty tight with the people you're working with how how many people are in a team to like pour a sculpture and everything it's like two or three or is it like more for bronze stuff, you really only need two. You only need two people okay. to actually do all the work for it. Um, but for iron, gosh, we had when we were down there, we probably had at least ten. Wow, ten! There's so much. How many jobs are there like to do? So I don't. If you would look up a picture of um, like an iron furnace or like a sure. cu- like a cupola, there's like probably four ish different like positions to actually work on it 
Um, um, this? Uh, that's ki- that's kind of closer. Yeah, that we can work with that one. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna so I'm gonna one, zoom this in here. The ones that we were working with, um, they're more open. They're not. They don't have like all of that material bi- built up around them. So it's it's very you can get very close to the actual um, cylinder on the inside. Okay. But the way it works is you start by putting like coal charges in it, like at the bottom. Right. Okay. So right at the bottom there. Yeah, and you get that bed sort of lined <coughs> with that, and you you know you ignite it. You start getting some heat going in there. You start blowing some wind around and just sort of raise the temperature as much as you can before you start like actually dropping metal in there because once once you start putting metal in it you have to keep the temperature as consistent as you can does the metal cool it down like the temperature um i don't i don't really know about okay like that i don't know about it too much because i didn't build the thing it was like one guy that actually built it. you haven't built a furnace no yeah (laughs) eight cobblestone that's it (laughs) what we've been saying okay that's Um, cool but like as you keep putting more and more in like you have to make sure the temperature is consistent because if the stuff at the bottom gets cooler than the stuff at the top it sort of starts to like harden mm. and it can cause a lot of issues when you actually start to like tap and take the metal out what does tap mean so the bottom <laughs> of it down there where you actually like take the metal out of is plugged with like okay. a clay at the beginning and there's a hole that's a little higher up depending on how much like volume you want to get out of it that is sort of like a depository for like the impurities and stuff that float to the top so like once that much metal gets in it, that stuff sort of starts to drip oh. out the side, and that way you know you have as much as. So it's got it's got want. a built it's got a built-in filtration system. Kind of, yeah. That's awesome. If you count just dumping the stuff as filtration. <laughs> I'm assuming that this design for an iron furnace is like thousands of years old. Or yeah, maybe not thousands because I don't know if we were using like well we were using iron yeah yeah we were using iron they're pretty simple um, but there's a lot of like nuanced sort of customization you can you can do to them it's pretty cool stuff could you use this to make make swords yeah you could yeah, hell yeah it the so the furnace actually doesn't impact what you can make with it that's true that was kind of a dumb question wasn't it yeah you're the, right the mold is really what is really what you're looking at would, for you, that. would, would you ever try to make a sword i feel like that'd be badass i had thought about it at one point but then i then again i didn't want to be the guy that went to the professor's like yo can I make a, can I make a sword? Can I make a sword? Because I'm sure they have people ask that all the time. Oh, and they're man. like, I don't know why these kids want to make weapons. Because we're we're angry. We're angry at the world, Logan. That's why we want to make swords. That's right. Um, have you ever heard that fact that if you give like the maximum amount of blood donation all the time, as often as you can, by the time you die, they'll be able to have collected enough iron from your blood that you can make a dagger. Out of your blood. That's crazy. Yeah. That's too, I'm 20 years too late, though, to start, you that's know. super edgy. Yeah. But if people have high iron concentrate in their blood, like I have a friend who has very elevated levels of iron in his blood, that would be badass. What does that do? Like, how does that affect? I think it enchants the dagger. Oh, the high iron? <laughs> the high iron. The high yeah. iron, as far as as far as far um, he's told me, it's like he can't eat a lot of red meat. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think it, it just kind of like thickens your blood, makes okay. clots more likely. I don't know the exact um, mechanics of it, but I guess it sort of makes sense. Yeah, he avoids a lot of beef and and pork and stuff like that. Okay. So, but yeah, holy moly, holy moly, Logan, it's cool stuff. This is if you would have asked me, or would have told me when I was like younger. Yeah, like that was something I knew how to do. 
I'd be like, there's no way. Have you ever like, has, have you ever had like a has there ever been an accident when you're pouring like, um, like some like even if some like the molten metal spills on the ground? So that's actually pretty common. Okay, if some of it spills because uh, just that's the, sort of the nature of the method. It's like mm-hmm. when you actually tap it out. Once you sort of get like to the end, like it trickles and just sort of dumps dumps out. If it just pours out on concrete, does it fuck up the concrete? It does, and you're actually you're basically required to put like a bed of sand down. Uh, oh. before you actually do a pour okay that, that way it doesn't mess with like yeah. the concrete if it's on yeah. it or it doesn't catch anything on fire like okay. if there's grass nearby like the sand sort of contains it yeah that would be bad also you can you can tilt the microphone tilt so it's like mic. an axis with your mouth Ooh. that's it because these are okay. head on mics right. yeah so now it should be better okay, so now it's better yes. I mean, it wasn't bad before no it wasn't but okay. this this will this will help um, they're not stereo mics, which is good because mm-hmm. if I was talking over here, so then like it doesn't over, matter like yeah. what sort of. I wouldn't get an ASMR mic. Those are those binaural mics. Yeah, where they get like the ears on them. Yeah, those it's like weird. It, essentially it's two of these put back to back, but instead of pil- filters, they just put ears on it. I don't yeah. know why. Just make it look normal. Why does it got to be ears? I think I don't know. Maybe it's because it's ASMR. Like yeah, people <clears throat> think of ears when they think of it. I guess I ASMR just for some reason it always becomes sexual. It does. There's something about it where people say like. Like, I have a friend who legitimately uses it to relax mm-hmm. and uses it to go to bed. But it's so funny because anytime he, like, shows me a video that he would watch to relax, I'm just like, why is there... There's some energy here. You know what I mean? First of all, it's never men doing ASMR. Right. That's the weirdest thing about it, I've noticed. If there is a guy doing ASMR, it's, like, very aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, have you ever seen manly ASMR? No. Is it, he, like... Chopping like wood. Saws and... Saws, cooking meat cars like fixing cars it's called male smr okay asmr or like like rubbing wood okay not like masturbating like you know yeah, like he's got like, like actually, a nice yeah. piece of lumber yeah that's hilarious that's weird oh, there's well, i feel like a lot of times it's just the noises that people make that yeah. sort of give it that sort of vibe like if someone mm-hmm. comes into my ear and starts like like obviously yeah. that's that's got a certain image i don't know not really everyone gets uncomfortable with lip smacking sounds like that Mm -hmm. like almost everyone i wonder why that is is there like an evolutionary reason i think it's because it's weird yeah but why is it normally people don't normally do that like right you're not in line at like a restaurant or something and someone gets their food and you don't just hear you're just looking at me like man that looked good and you start like like chewing chewing with your mouth open everyone hates that mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like the what's the video game where it's like the nobody like that is that fallout Oh, I think so. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. It's like chewing with your mouth open. Nobody liked that. Right. Like, it's kind of like there's something about those sounds that we do not like as human beings, even though all of us do it talking every day. Yeah. Right? It's weird. Or, or like some people don't like watching other people brush their teeth. It's like this weird thing. Like they hate the sound. They think it's gross. And it's yeah. like, I'm just brushing my teeth. There's a lot of things that people are like weird about. Yeah. Just because they think it's people. Like for whatever reason, being a person makes that noise any different right like like if a dog came up to you and started doing that yeah like it'd be normal if a human being started licking you on the face you'd be like what the yeah, fuck you'd be like, but if a dog you're like oh my god yeah. kisses ah. it's really weird yeah. yeah oh man i love dogs so much and i'm so angry at the fact that service dogs cannot be distracted at work i wish there was a way for them to do their job and also allow to be pet right right <laughs> yeah because there's li- do you like to be distracted when you're at work? Me? Yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> for sure, dude. 
especially if I could get like a head massage mm-hmm. from like a mm-hmm. random person. Yeah. Not even again. This isn't like ASMR. It doesn't have to be sexual. Yeah. A- anyone, just if you could get a massage while you're at work, lay out on the table. You got your laptop, but you're just getting a massage. Done. You know what? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Service dogs. I feel like if I want to get a massage, though, I don't want to be trying to work on something. You know, mm. I just want to have that experience separate from mm. like work. You know. You bring up a fair point. Like, I think, yeah. That focus should be on its own, like its own sort of thing. People don't try to isolate activities anymore. They don't. They try to mix things. I, I, I was falling for that trap just now. I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh, massage and work? Yeah. Why not get the massage after work? You're it right. Sounds interesting. But then, like, if you were to actually do it, you'd be trying to work, but then someone would also be, like, relaxing your muscles, and you'd be yeah. like, oh, I just want to, like, not work now exactly or they hit a pressure point and you faint yeah on a video call or you're on a video call and they're like why are you getting a massage right now <laughs> that'd be bad yeah right that'd be really bad <clears throat> oh man i just realized i've left this photo of this furnace open for oh me. that's all right <laughs> that's better that's so much better yeah we would have we would have gone like two hours with that furnace up there until we did that again just in case anyone needs a i mean it's like still recap it's still there someone's watching this on youtube is like okay they're y'all like, are talking about asmr why why is this furnace still it might come back you know? it might come you, you back never know i need to hire a jamie yeah that's what i need just have a guy that just yeah puts photos up yeah because i gotta reach over all the time move the mic i definitely need yeah. a jamie my my jamie um dms are open <laughs> to everyone i have a few people in mind that i might ask yeah um but yeah just like a little tech monkey that you just tell yeah i'll run a background check there's no drug tests yeah. to be hired at the slab as jamie there's also no pay currently you're yeah. just doing it out of the good of your heart because mm-hmm. that's what i'm doing all right so my heart is so good right now so many so much work your heart is so big <laughs> yeah holy moly the owl statue. I want to get back to sculpting. Okay. That yeah. owl was dope. Thank Where you. is that owl currently? That is at my house. Okay. Like my house house. House house. And that's something you're going to keep, right? That's your first yeah. sculpture? Yeah. Or no, you had that fucked up dragon. Remember? Like that cartoon. Oh my God. It was so SpongeBob dragon. Yeah. yeah. That was just out of clay, though. That was very cool. And the memes that we made I about that dragon. I can't believe that was like a graded thing. That was awesome. Like it was. Our professor was like, make a, your make like your own cartoon character. And I was like, are you serious? Out of clay? Like, that's what I can do? Damn. That's dope. I, I was like, hey, I want to make a, I want to make a SpongeBob seahorse looking thing. And she was like, that's a great idea. Dude, you called it your magnum opus. Yeah. Uh, for a while, you know, it was in the, in the realm of. <laughs> Of sculptural work i think it would have been my magnum opus for a while you know you know the mickey mouse father i crave cheddar yeah of course you showed me that yeah i'm sure all that those years ago i'm sure that that was a result of a professor saying the same thing i would hate to be a high school art teacher Ooh. like the scary like the some of the eldritch like horrors that people make in high school art classes they oh. are absolutely abominations and high schoolers are tormented people exactly <laughs> they're all tormented not like we aren't right no it's they're just, just getting started we're kind of used to it at this point you know you know what we just let them do to us in high school it's 11 30 a.m right logan mm-hmm. what do you want to do do you want to drink chocolate milk and eat a hamburger <laughs> i just saw that tweet oh, this morning yeah. right i just saw that That's and i was wild. like you're 100 percent goddamn right mm-hmm. and that was the best thing ever it was we, normal yes yeah you get in the line you give them your ticket You'd get a chocolate milk and a hamburger mm-hmm. at 11.30 a.m. Going to school excited for 
pizza where the crust was also a mozzarella stick. Like Ooh, that you was guys like had the, that? It wasn't Ooh. like a mozzarella. It had like cheese like inside the crust sometimes. That's good. So like, it's a cheese stuffed crust? Yeah. That sounds good as hell. Yeah. Ooh, we had like cool. I we had like chicken sandwich day. That was a big thing. I would almost never buy lunch. I would bring lunch like half the days of the week yeah, oh, and then I, I would just steal food from my friends. That was that was what it was. Yeah. I brought I brought <laughs> food every day. That's okay. Because like that's I wanted move. to be healthy, so Ooh. I didn't really eat cafeteria food. What you know? What I would do is I would cut up an apple in the morning, stuff it in a Ziploc bag, mm-hmm. and put some lemon juice so it didn't go brown. And I would eat that throughout the day. When lunch came around, it was it was bargaining time. Yeah, it was like, okay, what can I do for you, bro? I need I need that uh, I need that granola bar. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm just like so skinny. There was just not a lot of food. Like just I had to, apples I had to fight for it. I was like a scavenger. Yeah, you probably never went to the doctor though. All those apples. Oh, I went to the doctor all the time in yeah. high school. Yeah, I was, I was very, because I had the worst sleep schedule ever. You gotta understand, I was still playing League of Legends, yeah. but like far too much. Um, so it was just, and anything that I was eating, it was like I was walking in the cold to get Subway because mm-hmm. I was too lazy to go heat up leftovers, and yeah. I was wondering why I didn't have any money. <laughs> That's that's what it was, and that you know that problem hasn't changed, <laughs> but but you're aware of it now. I am aware of it, which is somewhat better. I am totally aware of it. Oh man, do you know what I need, Logan? What's that? I need your leg workout routine. Yeah, because we're the same height, roughly, but you can pretty much dunk, <laughs> and I cannot. I don't know if it's, I'm just a stiff human being. I don't know. I've never really done anything I rem- to be able to do it. Did I just remember the one day we were at the gym and you just like jumped up? Got the rim and like, who was it? Brian and I looked at each other like, yeah. we had no idea. Okay, because we knew because you could do the. Do you, are you still doing parkour stuff? Not really. Uh, no. That was an interesting era. It was. You were. You were. You're good at it. Because like, you know, now like six people know what that is. If you were to ask people if they knew what parkour mm. was, like, no one would. No one would be able to answer that question. That's true. It was hot for a while on the yeah. internet. Now it's kind of like TikTok. You can't fit good parkour yeah, in a no, TikTok. You can't. Come look. It's vertical, so you know. Unless you're going up, that's true. Kind of doesn't really fit the format. Skateboarding has made a big comeback. Mm-hmm. That's what I've noticed. Yeah. Like it's the vans are in again, mm-hmm. and what happens is that the style of the shoe is in, but then what the shoe means is coming back into. That's yeah. what I've noticed. All these collabs are skateboarding shoes now, and people are like asking to get Tony Hawk games put back on Steam. Yeah. Did you ever skateboard as a kid? You ripstick, didn't you? Yeah, I had a ripstick for a while. Hell yeah. I I don't know. I have my longboard now. Oh, that's that true. You have that for here, which is pretty cool. And uh, Brian just gave me his old um, his old deck. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm gonna buy some parts and I'm gonna. Dude, yeah, totally rebuild that. Yeah, I forgot that Brian used to skate too. Yeah. I feel like he's just like very sizable, so I feel like skating would be hard for him now. He's yeah. just a huge dude. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not gonna get a boosted board like uh, no. like Sam. I I feel like that defeats the <clears> purpose. Here's here's what it is. A boosted board is what two thousand dollars, something like that. Do you yeah. know how much like a Honda scooter or Vespa is? <laughs> Probably like eight hundred bucks. Yeah, like nine eight hundred bucks. I've been I've been shopping around because I want to get one. Yeah. Why would you get a boosted board? Get a little bzz, bzz, get yeah. a little scooter. I feel like you put you put a motor on a skateboard. It's not a skateboard anymore. It looks like one, yeah. but like <clears throat> the whole purpose is sort of gone. Like you get a skateboard because you want that sort of feel, but if you don't have to actually skate, yeah, you just take your little like rc car remote and yeah get a good thumb workout and yeah really it's it's bizarre oh is that, that how, is that how you control it you hold yeah, the remote yeah 
That's that, how it works. I thought it was like you, like the hoverboards you control with the feet. No, it's an RC car. Yeah, That's all it it's is. It's got like a little remote, and you like move your thumb up and down on it. This makes so much more backwards. sense. That makes that so much more lame, because <laughs> it's like now there's not even skill. You're just. That's why I see these kids on the boosted boards. Maybe not Sam, but there's this other guy campus who has one, mm-hmm. and he just looks dead yeah. when he's on it because he doesn't have to move. You're mm-hmm. right. It's like we're in the movie Wally, you know, just sitting there, just yeah. he's standing. <laughs> it's like I want a skateboard, but I don't want a skateboard. You know, like I don't yeah. want to, I don't want yeah. the work that's attached with <sighs> that's being the, on a that's skateboard. That's the best part. Yeah. You know, like you ever like not be able to get a workout in because you're sick or you, you don't have time or something and your stress level just goes through the roof. Absolutely. It's like, ah, especially I'm, now that we're, we're going regularly, you know, yeah, Monday, you, Wednesday, Friday. You guys have a week. wild group, man. It's uh wild. You guys are so consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like with me, I, I try I try to get a mark in as much as I can, but it's not like a consistent thing. Right. Like today is normally a day where I should be going to do basketball, mm-hmm. but I don't have time. Right. So tomorrow I'm going to go. Also, I don't like to go at night because then it's it crowded mm-hmm. and they run out of balls. So I'm playing with a women's ball and it just feels like I'm playing table tennis. Right. I can palm the thing and swing it around like a mace, you know. Um, huh, holy moly. I always had the feeling of skateboarding when I was younger um, when I would just have one rollerblade on and mm-hmm. then one shoe. Oh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Uh, that was the best, but... It's a killer was, calf workout. Never very good at skateboarding. I didn't do a whole lot of, like, outdoor stuff when yeah. I was a kid. I feel like now it's coming back. Like, it's all that time I spent not doing it, now I'm like... Shack Rock. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Holy oh, shit. Oh, man. Oh, should I tell the viewers about this story? Absolutely. Then? Go for it. <sighs> we should bring it back. Shack Rock League? Yeah. Where's Brian? Is Brian home? Brian! Know. I don't think he's home. Oh, wait, I oh. hear I hear heavy footsteps. That could be him. <laughs> Yo, we're bringing back Shack Rock, the competitive Shack Rock League. Are you down? We're going to go to Dollar Tree. We're going to get bug nets and a foam football, and we're going to bring back this ridiculous sport. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Brian, my Jamie applications are now open. I know you're moving halfway across the country soon, but you'll do it remotely? Yeah. Sounds great. Okay, I'll just run a background check. That's mine. Yeah. yeah. I ha- I didn't have much for lunch, so I needed a little... What day is today? Today? Chest? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's chest day. Jesus. Should I, was I like, get do you ch- mean like day of the week? Like, Should I get what? my boobs done? I've been thinking about it. Sorry. Brian, stop flexing. <laughs> Shack Rock. So Shack Rock yeah. is we went to Dollar Tree, and we got these bug nets and a foam football. Yeah. And it's like lacrosse, but f- way fucking worse. But it is a workout I don't yeah. know, we made up like rules it's kind of like 500 yeah like, yeah like the first one to get the yeah because we only had three people so like we couldn't have teams yeah, but it was it was contact it's a contact sport yeah for yep. sure we were on the ground the nets were destroyed oh absolutely it's uh it's definitely one of the most expensive sports i think it's like shack rock hockey equestrian stuff yeah definitely up there Equestrian's a weird sport you have <sighs> to buy a whole horse yeah to be able to do that see there's such a weird aura around horseback riding because I feel like there's something very, it's simultaneously the most masculine and feminine thing. Have you noticed that? If you see a big ass dude on a horse, you're like, damn, it's a manly man. 
right? If you see a girl on a horse, you're like, oh, that's a horse girl. Mm-hmm. I guess. Right? There's no horse girl. There's car guys, I think. That's car guys of, are horse girls, for it's sure. It's like the same sort of thing. Well, I feel like cowboys had their horses, and now guys have their cars. Yeah. It's like, this is a, this is a very American. Like, mm-hmm. Got my steed. Yeah. Trucks. Trucks are, yeah. Let me tell you. I feel I, like trucks are more so the cowboy Oh yeah, like evolution. Oh yeah, dude, I'm loving, I'm loving owning a truck. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm loving it. I'm all, I'm all embracing this. I see guys in trucks. I'm like, yo, what's up? It's like a club. It is like a club. It's, it's this weird unofficial club where people who use them for work have no idea that other people think they're in a club. Because the guys who use them for work are just like, I put gravel in this thing. I feed my family. Yeah. And there's guys like me where it's like, this thing is fast as fuck, and I like it. What's up, bro? And they're like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> how are you like it's 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 great but i do wish that you know i had an opportunity to do like horseback riding i feel like that's something that i have no idea i have no idea how to do it it's not i don't know it can be fun my uncle has horses that's awesome um i think i rode one once like i feel like you it feels like you're sitting very very high like what are you like eight feet up there probably something like that yeah yeah yeah, like your height on top of the horse. That's true. Like horses are like six foot at the back sometimes. Re- yeah. Yeah, they're horses huge animals. Huge. Don't they live very long? They live like 40, 50 years, they right? can, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that always surprises me when there's animals with very long lifespans. Because humans live long because we have medicine. Yeah. Chimpanzees do not have medicine, right? I mean, we have medicine for chimpanzees, but like they don't, mm, they that's don't have true. like their own administration i guess i don't know but like the galapagos tortoise lives like a hundred years yeah just because that's what it does so what's that jellyfish that lives forever the box jellyfish so. just goes jellyfish are weird oh yeah because they don't have like yeah anything in them that's why they live yeah forever they don't have to do anything that's why i'm so curious i, I wish i could freeze my head futurama style and come back to see like hey when we find aliens what are they gonna look like are they gonna be insects yeah are they gonna be amorphous blobs maybe they're gonna look exactly like us maybe we're the only way yeah. that aliens can happen i don't know it would be weird yeah uh, i don't know if i do <coughs> want to see that you know no you just want to because like if i'm old if i'm old as hell yeah when they do that and then i gotta deal with being old oh, and you're... dealing with aliens we're gonna be space boomers yeah <laughs> We're gonna be like, get these aliens out of here! Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I I'd probably be okay with it. I'd be totally fine with it. But I think we'd be outliers though, because we're so old. Like they wouldn't be normal. You know, it wouldn't be like some Irish guy coming up to you, and you're like, what? What the heck? You telling me no. space Ireland doesn't exist? <laughs> it might. What? Yeah. What? If, what? If, what if that's it? Like the aliens are just us with a different. Like an alternate timeline. Yeah, they just talk different. Yeah, yeah, but they no, they they still like formulated English and Chinese yeah. and Yoruba and all that'd the languages. Be, you know, that'd be wild. You know, That's the weird the, the big about. three: English, Chinese, and Yoruba. <laughs> it's the big three right there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be crazy. Oh, now man. I'm thinking about this. Because that's wild. There's so many possibilities. That and one like, of them at this point, they're all true. You right. Know, like. It's so exciting because technically we exist in like the dawn of when life is possible in the universe. Yeah. So kind of like we're in our rookie season in terms of how the universe can support life. So yeah. what's it going to look like or is are we just going to fuck everything up? 
That's that's my biggest fear. You might just fuck everything. Up. Everything gets fucked up. That's yeah. a really sad theory. You know the one where it's just like there's no civilizations out there because they all just kill each other before yeah. they can get to another place. I I hope yeah, not. Fingers crossed. We'll probably be all right. We'll, we'll probably make it. We'll probably be all right. We'll be okay. You know what? That's a that's a, it's a good mindset to have. Yeah. I feel like there's enough smart people on Earth. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a big turn in art towards making like environmental stuff and it's very interesting because now people aren't just making art like about the environment or like we need to preserve the environment because like people already know that at this point yeah so people are making work with like the environment in mind so they're making they're using like all natural like materials to actually make things so there was a person that came to bradley actually like last semester at some point I think it was in December, November, somewhere somewhere mm-hmm. along those lines, who was making work by, like, doing kind of paintings, but with plants. Like, the natural... Like, dyes like, and dyes stuff? Dyes and stuff in the plants was making Very stuff cool. That. And she, but also, she had a garden that she just planted a bunch of different flowers and plants in, and she pressed, like, them all into papers and just to see how they would work. So the canvas and everything was natural too. Yeah. Whoa. She didn't put anything on them, but like the actual like stuff she made was plants or like all natural. That's super cool. It's really cool. It's like being a landscape architect is kind of like being an artist. Yeah. That's a cool movement. Are you like was that something you'd be interested in doing? Like this kind of all natural? I don't know how I would, but right, it so would be cool. Yeah. Cuz there was there was another person that was here for the same thing. It was like a panel sort of thing it was all it was midwestern women artists okay it was very interesting because a lot of them a lot of their work focused on sort of the same sort of issues with like environmentalist work and stuff like that but one of them went was in california doing something with redwoods i think and there was one that was like super sick and it had a crazy disease and so when they cut it down she turned it into pencils and then, like, she's going around, like, all over the place having people, like, write letters or, like, pretend that they're, like, a natural object and they're writing letters with the wood made from... Oh, like like a flower is like, hey, what's up, I'm a flower. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really interesting to see that, like, <clears throat> transition or, like, how that idea is made. Yeah. Because, like, making art is so much different than it was in, like, the 1800s or 1700s where it was like ah yes i will paint this guy because he gave me money true yeah you're right the commissions how much is an oil painting to commission like now paintings are probably still really expensive Hmm. because they take forever yeah like actually make because it's such a it takes forever to dry Mm. so like if you're doing any sort of layering with it you have to wait for like the layers below it to dry unless you're do I mean you can do there's more there's like wet oil like techniques where it's you don't have to wait for it to dry all the way but it's just a real tra- it's like really traditional it's really old not that it's not the Bob Ross type stuff yeah I was I was very drunk trying to follow along with a Bob Ross thing once because yeah. I have some oil here some paints and just like these little these itty bitty canvases actually we made two of these paintings on the last episode yeah it's pretty funny at the top one and the one to the right okay <laughs> but um but yeah I was trying to follow along with that and I was you know he does a line you go like well I'll do 
no, it looks nothing like his. It's so yeah. there's all the li- little techniques that are just you, you just gotta practice it. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the one of the interesting things about Bob Ross is that a <coughs> lot of people gave him flack because he wasn't teaching people how to paint. He was teaching people how to follow how he painted. Oh, so it wasn't. And obviously, this was more of an artistic criticism than right. You know, your mom criticizing something like that. True, but. It, it was. It's interesting to think about that because he did. He taught people how to paint his way. He wasn't teaching yeah. them like, like the science or the actual like logistics of painting or how to take it an was, image in his head and kind of yeah. put them. It was because he already has that image, mm-hmm. right? He lived in Alaska, so most of those like landscapes he painted, he probably saw yeah. in real life. Yeah, but then again, then it comes down to the well. What was the point of his show, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is Mr. Rogers all about urban planning yeah. or is it about being a good person? Exactly. And then you have to figure out, you know, yeah. so, but that is an interesting criticism because oh. you're right. He's not telling you why he's doing stuff. He's just telling you to do it. Mm-hmm. But that's why a lot of people just kind of watch it for fun. Yeah. Well, yeah you're, I mean, you're right. The point is not, I need to go to, I can't go to art school. So I'm going to watch, watch Bob Ross. Like that's not, yeah, yeah, no, no, no coming like, in with that. It's just like it's a relaxing thing. And I think people are more realizing that now because he's getting big again. He is. There's been a resurgence. He was big when he had his show, and then he died. Um, And then after a while, like, he wasn't super big, but now people are like, oh, yeah, Bob Ross, I love him. The internet is great because it preserves all that. Mm -hmm. It's crazy because, like, my mom has memories of being little with her dad. And painting along while it was on TV. But your mom is an artist too. Yeah. That's very cool. And so it's weird for me to also enjoy the same person, but he wasn't alive, like, for me. Mm. Like, my my entire lifetime, like, Bob Ross is just, like, an idea. He's not, like, a... Well, he's a person, but he... Like, I've never seen him be, like, himself. Like, live. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've just seen... It'll be, like, me showing my kids Kobe highlights, yeah. right? They'll yeah. be, like, I... What? Yeah. I was, like, this dude is one of the greatest ever. They'll be, like, be where like, is he? Right. Yeah, it's gonna... And, you know, it's gonna be, like, a very innocent, like, okay. Because mm-hmm. most likely, you know, not... Like, LeBron and Jordan, they'll all still be alive mm-hmm. when we have kids, right? Who's, like... What's his name? Berlin Wall. Keith Herring. Yeah. That is a style I love. Mm-hmm. That is a style I absolutely love. But a lot of his shit now, because of his very unique story, right? He uh, he died of AIDS. Yeah, is that correct? He was one of he was yeah. one of the many the many artists during that period that that, that died of AIDS. AIDS. With his story, I mean, his stuff is so expensive. That's like a pinnacle thing for me. If I ever make a fuck ton of money, I would love to have something yeah. that was made by him because his his style is so. It just started from him spray painting in New York, right? Yeah, I yeah. Think so. So oh, that's super cool to me that it can be graffiti. It can be environmental, you know, just designing something that's friendly pencils. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. I feel like on this, this podcast, we always end up talking about different facets of art because I bring on musicians yeah. and I've brought on you, which is more of like the visual side of things, but you also do music. So you understand yeah. that. So it always ends up being like a, like a big thing on like, okay, art takes up all these forms and you can talk about it forever and I think the biggest thing is it can't be um, quantified. No. Right? Yeah. I, well, I mean, I have a... <laughs> just this semester, I added a art history minor to my degree because I've been getting really into, like, theory and what, like, makes people want to make things. 
and like why uh, why other people don't have that drive like uh. what is what is so unique about creating things for humans because like animals don't I mean, they create things, but they create them to because fuck. they need to. Yeah, yeah, they create things to fuck and yeah. impress There's the like a other drive mate. Yes. to do that. Yeah. Whereas sure. we make things because they're like, you have some idea outside of your head that you're trying to like pull down and like make cave paintings. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason for a cave painting, but it tells a story. Yeah. Well, obviously, we don't know the reason for the cave painting. Maybe, but maybe it was to fuck too. You know, I don't know. It could have been. Yeah. It could have been. Um, yeah, but you, you are right. Yeah, because we don't have that worldview that the caveman had. So we don't know, like, what would make you want to make a cave painting if you were a caveman. If you want to make a cave painting now, you could probably figure out why someone wanted to do it. But That's true. Yeah, sometimes I wish, like, life was sometimes like Assassin's Creed where you could just go into your genes. Go back into and your... Just, do, 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 do. Yeah. Oh, here's a caveman that you're descended from. Mm-hmm. That would be... That's sort of a... Th- like, it, <coughs> there's been talk that, like... DNA can have memories, isn't there? Hasn't that been like a thing? Well, I, obviously, it's not like Assassin's yeah, Creed where you can like go in, that yeah, and, and stab motherfuckers. No, um, I don't know if I've heard that, but I, I wouldn't I be surprised if they're working on it. That'd be cool though. DNA, when you kind of do think about, when you do think about it, it is a historical record mm-hmm. of how we are, how we are. You know, it's weird because when you think about it, um, if DNA evolves in a certain way, shouldn't everything kind of have the same DNA? But yeah. no, this plant is perfectly capable of surviving in this room at the exact same efficiency that I am. Yeah. It can live and breathe in here and reproduce and everything, right? Me, ideally, <laughs> would be doing all those things, right? <laughs> so um, it's just strange that there's two different models here. Mm-hmm. That thing doesn't move and turns sunlight into energy, and I turn Taco Bell into energy, yeah. right? So You turn what it puts out into like that's what you live off of yeah and then it turns what i put out right the stuff that it's like i can't use this this is garbage you're like i need that i can literally shit in the bowl of that plant and it'll be like thanks that's delicious and i'll be like what (laughs) if if it would talk yeah so nature has a weird way nature in a way is interconnected like that like i have recently have learned to love spiders yeah? Yes. Yeah, because I've been getting into a lot of house plants, and I realized that spiders are the best thing for your house plants. Yeah. I had a, a, a infestation. They're called mealybugs. Well, that just these sounds l- terrible. Yeah, they're these little bugs. They almost look like pieces of mold. Oh. And at first, I was, I'm looking at my plant, I'm like, oh, it's getting moldy. So I kind of like wipe off the leaves, and I'm like, I'll put it in a room with better circulation. And then more of them started popping up. And I go, what the hell? And they're big. And I looked really close, and I noticed they were moving very oh. slowly. And I go, okay, what is this? So I Google the type of plant. I find what it is. A cool hack. If any of our viewers do have a mealybug infestation on plants, you can buy it. It's called Dr. Bronner's soap. It's like baby soap, I think. And it comes in a very... I feel it's like, like I've a, heard of that. It's a concentrated bottle. You can get them at Target. Yeah. You mix it in like a little bit at the bottom, rest is water in a spray bottle, and you spray your plant with it. The bugs hate that shit. They don't die. They just like leave the plant. Yeah. Um, and then you take off the top inch of the soil, so all the eggs are gone, put it on. That's good. But I've learned that... When that happened on another plant, I'm like, I'm not spraying this, you know, cactus with soap. So I just went around my house with a glass cup. I went to the corner of bathrooms, scooped up daddy long legs and put them together in a cup and just threw it onto the cactus. And then there was no problems anymore. They just kind of killed everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like spiders. I don't know if they're all daddy. It was like a mixture of spiders. It, yeah, I was probably, you can't pick and choose. I probably made the equivalent of like the spider UN right yeah, there in that yeah. glass, you know, and I just threw it, threw it on there. But spiders, 
that's the thing. I help out the planet. It helps me. Spiders are helping us out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, sometimes you got to eat other things that help you out for food. Yeah. <laughs> right? We, we eat plants, you know? Like corn makes oxygen, but also corn is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like part of the corn that we eat doesn't really make the oxygen. Mm, that's true. It just makes more corn. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So we're kind of eating corn ovaries. Yeah, I kind of I said that and I was like, wait, hold up. Yeah. It started running through my head. Yeah, fruit. That's kind of fruit weird. is just plant ovaries. Yeah. But it's designed to be eaten, right? Because you, you eat it and you shit out the seeds. Yeah, and, and then it has the That's wild. That's uh, crazy. This is the, this is why nature documentaries blow my mind. Because we live in an urban environment, which means that when there's some grass coming through the sidewalk, you're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. It's nature. That's yeah. nature taking back what we took. We forget that yeah. all the time. Yeah. And it's crazy. And you run into a bear. You're like, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> That's the scary, scariest shit in the world. Bear. Bears. I don't know what... Is there an animal I would rather... I would rather be in a pit with than a bear? Tiger has... Tigers is have... Is there like, a limit? Just a one animal. What if it was just like, like a cat, you know, like a house cat? You well, I, no, I'm I'm cat. saying, um, is there an animal that I would, if I had to pick between that and the bear, I would pick the bear because the bear would be less oh, bad. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Tiger sure, maybe because sure. they have like serrated tongues. They got like these like fangs yeah, shit on their yeah. tongues. Hmm. What's an animal that just fo- like a big ass wolf? Uh, nah. I think at one point though, if like you're up against a bear, if you just like walk away it's probably like whatever all right like if it started at like if it was like a roman arena yeah it's like at this gate and you're at this gate yeah you might be cool like if you just stay over there maybe that bear might just be like this is kind of weird it might get hungry it might get hungry yeah then you'd probably have to deal with it and you get hungry yeah you pull out your you might be able to outlast its hunger though you know where Mm. where like attrition you know yeah you make a deal with it yeah like you can have my left hand if you just chill over chill there, over there. Yeah. oh my god i'm tr- what is a what is an animal that's just notoriously maybe like a very poisonous spider what about like an elephant i'd probably fight a bear over an elephant hmm the elephant's got range but the elephant's you know? not carnivorous right so i would attack you if territorial mm, yeah. you're right and they're huge they're huge like i can't that might be yeah. the advantage you know if i can like See the, around the that's the weird thing. Like scuba divers are like, oh yeah, if a shark charges you, punch it in the nose. Yeah, like we have a strategy against sharks. Like we how know are what you to do. Punch a shark in the like that shark yeah. moves so much faster than my fist does. Oh yeah, especially underwater. That's that's their world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we have a strategy at least. We're like, okay, if you can punch it, that'll scare it off, yeah. and it works. We don't have shit like that for bears. Yeah, the strategy what are you do? for a bear is act like it already killed you. Yeah, yeah, you just you just play dead. Yeah, and then, and then walk away. That's the scariest thing because at that moment where you're sitting on the ground and it's like checking to see if you're mm-hmm. dead. Oh my god! And come on, it can't be stupid. Well, but some of them, there's one that like that doesn't work for. Like there's two types of bears that you could run into oh, yeah. the woods, and one of them you actually have to like fight. Like, you actually have to, like, have a standoff with it. I need to figure out which one it is, because I think it's black bear and grizzly bear. And yeah. one of them you play dead, and it'll maul you to bits. The yeah. other one will play dead, it'll be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, hold up, hold up. We're checking this now, because I'm not I'm not dying from a bear attack yeah, yeah. anytime soon. Well, then okay. anyone that's watching this will also not okay. die from a bear attack. We'll which bear do you record play dead for? Okay, grizzly bears. Grizzly bear. So, grizzly bears, if you're attacked by a grizzly bear, leave your pack on and play dead. 
So black bears are probably the ones. I think it's because grizzly bears are, like, really big. Like, they're huge. So which bear black do you try and intimidate? Um, which beat? Which bear? <laughs> black bear. So you intimidate black bears, and you play dead for grizzly bears. Okay. I hope we will save a life one day, and yeah, someone will come on the slab, and I'll be like, what's up? Today's guest is dude who was saved from bear advice he got on this episode. Yeah. That'd be crazy. So, Okay. This is a dumb question. I'm like, what do they look like? I'm assuming the black bears have black fur. Probably black, yeah. The grizzly bears have, like, brown fur? I think so. They also have that kind of weird, like, hump on their back, don't they? Yeah, they're like a little... They're, like, kinda, really big. Kind of look like Tyson Fury, but a little furry. They're like a little kind of... Yeah. They have, like, really long <coughs> hair or something, don't they? Yeah. There's um, there's these really cute bears in South America. I think they're called the short-nosed... Oh, no, they're called the spectacle bear okay they have like this fur around their eyes looks like they're wearing glasses and they're very small yeah they're very cute they'll still fuck you up but right they're like the size probably of like a like a labrador okay or something like that i believe i might be talking out of my ass but google is so far i'd probably rather fight a bear than a gorilla <coughs> fuck was, yeah, yeah i yeah. just thought i kind of threw the train off oh there like, is <laughs> there is a video i'm i've been compiling my youtube algorithm gives me a weird stuff uh-huh a video of a guy in the jungle he's like a gorilla expert and they have a baby gorilla they're trying to reintroduce into the wild and one of the male silverbacks sees somebody holding a gorilla child so he immediately goes into like dad mode and starts freaking the fuck out and screaming this dude stays stone cold and the gorilla gets this close to him and he's just standing there and like the male gorilla just goes give me the child and we're good here he gives the and 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 then he just walks away he was seconds from both the kid and him being killed. Yeah. Because gorillas are strong as shit. Is there a human being stronger than a, like a, just an average gorilla? No, I don't think so. Why are they so much stronger than us? Is it just an evolutionary that's thing? That's just what they, like, they picked that. Like, when right? Because they... gorillas are probably like five and a half, six feet tall. They're not much bigger than us. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, width-wise, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're quite large. Their wingspan's probably like eight feet, right? Yeah, because they, they like walk kind of on their... Like arms. That's true. Their, their back legs are kind of short. Okay, so if they had human legs, they'd be like eight feet tall. Oh, that would be the. That's the scariest image I've had in my head. In a I while. just imagine a gorilla with like shaved legs and like heels. I don't know why this fucking leg lamp from Christmas Story. Yeah, I'm picturing like, like Hercules, but a gorilla. Oh my god! Like, if I saw that, even if I saw that from like really far away. If I was going home and that was like in my path, there was, was a like, gorilla. He lives there now. Yeah, it's like, oh, what am I supposed to do? I'm gonna call my landlord and be like, "Hey, yeah. you gotta take care of this." <laughs> Sorry, it's not my problem. Yeah, gorillas, gorillas are fucking crazy. They will kill you. They're kind of cool though, too. Like if I had the chance to encounter a gorilla without it wanting me dead. Oh yeah, like, that'd be pretty cool. Robin Williams was yeah. very good friends with lots of gorillas. Yeah. He. Spoke to them in sign language. Have you you know this story? I've seen that, yeah. After he passed away, one of the gorillas was signing that it was like very sad. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, there's yeah. more to this than just like a kind of an animal. Yeah. Well, I wonder if that's like, do they know sign language because they know it gets them like rewards? Like, is it basically like teaching a dog a trick? See, that's because that, that's the food? thing. Yeah. But but then you see something like that. It's like we didn't. It just it feels it sad. Yeah. It's just like, hey, my buddy. Oh my god, he's dead. Let me sign that I'm sad. Yeah. I've been learning a lot more sign language because we're working on this sign language. Yeah, that's too. really cool. Yeah. I actually, I helped Adam with some of the yeah, that's like, awesome. data gathering. For Thank that you, man. Yeah. Wait, uh, yeah, we were doing something at the student center mm-hmm. the other day. I don't know if you were there for that, but we got almost a thousand data points, which that's awesome. as far as data science goes, a thousand's not a lot. 
but as far as for what we're trying to do, it's a pretty big. Yeah. It's a pretty big well, increment. I, mean, I only did like twenty four. Yeah. But so we like got is yeah. So what it lot. is? No, I think we got like twenty to thirty people that day who gave us the signs. So if you multiply that by twenty six, you get you know, uh, I'm not doing that math, but yeah. you know it's a it's fair a amount. Big number, yeah. It's a fair amount of, of of data points, so it helps. But the fact that you can teach animals sign language is very cool mm-hmm. because it, they don't need the same vocal cords as us. Yeah, it works not different. It works for primates with opposable thumbs, so yeah. they can do all the you know M and R, all this stuff. So that's fascinating to me. That makes me wonder like. All animals have emotions. They've got to. Dogs can be sad. Mm-hmm. Gorillas can be sad. We can be sad. So it's kind of like, where does it end? Can mm-hmm. insects be sad? Yeah, you never know. Can plants be sad? You think? Mm. You think maybe that's the distinction. Here's something. It's like a nervous system required for you to be sad. I don't know. You know, sunflowers. Here's a cool thing. They'll always face towards the sun mm-hmm. unless there's no sun. And then they face towards each other. Whoa. And that's 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 the true meaning of Christmas, you know. <laughs> one of my philosophy professors one time was we I don't remember what we were talking about. We were talking about like life and like <coughs> why thing or like not why things are alive, but like what makes them want to be alive. And we were talking about like if you just like close your eyes and you like on a sunny day and you try and find like where the sun is, like that's a plant's whole deal. Yeah. Like that's that's their whole thing. Maybe they have like a religion. They like worship the sun. Yeah, maybe. I mean, people worship the sun. They did, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's probably still do somewhere. That's what my dad says. He'll be like, back in the day when we used to use candles for light and the sun was God. And I'm like, wow. I've heard people like describe themselves as old jokingly like that, mm-hmm. but I've never heard back when we called the sun God. There was something about that that to me is like, I'm going to use that. It's one of those, it's just because people don't say that. Like, you don't yeah. hear that a lot, so it's like, what <laughs> yeah it's like very pagan yeah uh that's There's a lot of good insults like that too like you just come up with like something that you're really mad at someone and you just come up with something right off the top of your right head that's not like a st- like you're not cursing at them you're <coughs> insulting something else like there is an insult i believe it's in india or, okay. or, or pakistan i'm not sure but it goes something like this when it's translated and it is the best insult of all time it is, I'm going to plant a mango tree in your mother's vagina. And when she dies, I'm going to fuck her daughter under the tree. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. And it is just like, whoa. That, what do you have to so do? so many layers. Buddhism, of... Buddhism came from that region of the world. Very peaceful. Nirvana. Yeah. We're trying to be nice to people. And they fucked over some guy so bad. He's like, I'm going to... You know what I'm going to do? Let me tell you. It's actually really funny. Buddhism is like not... It's one of the lowest like represented religions in India. Really? It's not... But it's from there, right? I'm yeah, not, I'm yeah. Not, okay. That's where it started. Hmm. Yeah. But like, obviously Hinduism is like the big thing in India because mm-hmm. that's just that their whole society ran on that yeah forever it was their constitution for yeah. forever right? yeah. yeah and then the Buddha came along and was like hey I'm doing this and they were like that's cool but we're gonna stick with we're gonna stick with this shit Buddhism was the original K-pop changed my mind it's not nearly as popular in the country that it's from as it is elsewhere interesting actually I feel like K-pop is stupid popular in BTS South Korea. is like Buddha then <laughs> Hmm. You could draw some parallels. Probably could, yeah. You probably could. I wonder if any of them is a prince. Any of the guys in Maybe. BTS. 
uh, my favorite video of BTS is there's the one member who I think he speaks English the worst out of all of them, but okay. he's very outgoing. Okay. So he does a lot of the interviews. Yeah. They were asking him, like, what's your favorite part about being in America? He was just trying to explain that he likes taking photos mm-hmm. in America because it's very unique. Okay. But it came out as, I like to be shooting American streets. <laughs> yeah. And one of the guys was like, what did you just say? But at first they probably thought our careers ruined. But it ended up, I think, making him way more popular because people were sharing this meme. And I feel like contextually, if you look at that person, you'd be obviously it does not mean I enjoy going into the streets of America and just shooting people. But the internet doesn't give you that. They just cut the clip at the beginning and the end and they just give you that. Mm -hmm. You know? It's all YouTube poops. Started it all. You just the oh, sentence man. mixing. You ever watch those YouTube clips? Oh, poops? absolutely, dude! The Super Mario Bros. Super Show. I had a VHS tape of an episode where they shrink Mario and Luigi. Fucking mm-hmm. Toad, dumbass. Yeah, shrinks them. And there's a bunch of lines in that VHS tape that became wildly popular on YouTube poops. Mm-hmm. So it was always cool with my friends to be like, you know that YouTube poop, the the all toasters toast toast. I have that yeah. VHS, and they're like, what? Yeah. The original Vines. It's like stuff like that. Oh, Did who you... was the guy on Vine who would spit out lemons? Oh. Do you, rem- you remember seeing that this That was guy? really early. Yeah, it was early on. That was like whoa, eight, nine years ago yeah, at this probably. point. Holy shit. Original Vines were different than yeah. TikToks, for sure. Absolutely. They were great. TikToks are interesting. I feel like we're at a weird spot, though, like age-wise for that sort of content. We're like just old enough where it's kind of weird, but like some of it hits home. Everyone born from 1995 to 2000 is in this weird spot. That's what it is. It's yeah. We're in this weird spot because the world has dealt us a weird hand, especially the fact that for most of us, the um, the big kind of political shift on the internet happened while we were in college mm-hmm. for, for people in that age group. So I feel like, it's when you're kind of becoming adult and coming to yourself and now the world has drastically changed, Yeah, drastically changed. I mean, you look at like daytime TV from back then compared to now, it's totally different. Oh, yeah, Even absolutely. Judge Judy's saying different shit. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. And Vine and TikTok kind of represents that too. Is it's like, we liked Vine, but it was kind of dominated by people a little older than us. Mm-hmm. And now TikTok is dominated by people a little younger than us. Yeah. So there's oh, well. so many like, and also those like like YouTube people are the same age as us. Yeah, or they're way younger, or like that kid who reviews toys. And we're like, now hold on. Yeah. How does this happen? And you got Sam. And Sam, yeah. You got Sam, our boy. Sam's representing. Yeah. I just uh I just subbed to his Tesla channel, watched yeah. some videos. Yeah, that's great shit, man. He's the only guy in the world who could figure out like he buys a nice car for himself and finds a way to make money off of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's it's, the way to do it. I don't really understand like that like how he does it but i i can't not respect that like, it's a full-time he's doing, job he's doing good for himself it's a full-time job i respect it yeah brandon and i went on his social blade the other day uh-huh. and first of all the calculations for how much he would make are hilarious because yeah. it's like well he's making anywhere from 20 to two hundred thousand dollars we're like okay cool he's anywhere from five one to seven eight is yeah. what you're saying and he had ears <laughs> cool um that's from uh tom segura sketch about a police um okay like, police questioning is super fucking okay. funny um, but yeah, the way that he knows how to grow the channel, I mean, his content quality wise 
if you switched his subscriber count with a guy who maybe had millions of subscribers, mm-hmm. it wouldn't feel out of place. Yeah. Like you watch his videos like this, this guy has a lot big following. You can tell. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like I do this. This is totally different than what Sam does. Oh, absolutely. Because this runs itself. These cameras record it. I, I have to do almost no editing. Right. The only time I have to do editing is if I accidentally forget to write your name in the banner in the episode up right. here where it says like episode 13 and I have to kind of picture and picture a new banner. That's it. Otherwise, I record this, hit stop recording, hit save and upload it. And that's it. Yeah. So what he's doing is he needs sources and sponsors mm-hmm. and... Oh my God. It's a... It's a full-time thing. Does, does he have any assistance? I don't think so, no. That's crazy. I know his roommate helped him with a few things for a while, but I, I'm pretty sure yeah. he's basically independent. Just he's just an independent guy? Because I know what, like, there's so many other YouTubers. They have like a staff. Mm-hmm. Pe- PewDiePie has a staff. Yeah. Marcus Bromley has a staff. Linus. I mean, it's it's a media group. Linus Media yeah. Group, right? For the love of God. I'm sure, you know, they have PR people and attorneys and stuff. Oh, my God. That's crazy. To be a one-man show, that's respectable. Especially now when everyone's saying, you can't make money. The time has passed. Yeah. Here he is making money and growing. Yeah. He's right? like, whatever. Yeah, right? Okay, here's a question. Because okay. you said you were getting into art history. And I feel like we got sidetracked. There's okay. something I've always been very curious about. Sure. What was it that kind of launched the Dark Ages kind of objectively when you look at nowadays kind of shitty paintings to like the renaissance where it's like damn this looks like a photograph what changed so as i understand it um not a lot not as much change as people thought okay um because like the roman empire before like the dark ages was big and like all of their ideas were there and so they had everything you know they had the world is round it's not flat they had okay. some they had science they knew like planets and stuff um and like that stuff just, obviously it doesn't just go away but i think what it had to do with was like the system that allowed people to like access that information was completely destroyed mm. and a lot of the focus moved towards like religion because that was like the big institution, like people's lives became shit, so they turned to God, like God, to get them out of the situations. But before people could turn to Caesar, like Caesar, what are you doing? Fix things. <laughs> um, Caesar was like, I got stabbed by Brutus. Yeah, <laughs> and so like people, like art became focused on religious aspects of things. So like realistically representing those things, it wasn't like the focus. It was more so, like, you could tell the same stories with, like, the art that you make because a lot of people couldn't read. So the way that that they would get their information was from pictures because they could see, like, an image, like the pawn shop, like, logo, you know, like the three little dots. Yeah. Like, that's because that's so people know it's a pawn shop. Wait, are you saying, like... So like imagery. Back when people couldn't read, that's what you used. Yeah, imagery was sort of like a catch-all system. Everyone understands pictures. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to have like the concept of language in your head to see like a sign and be like, "Oh, I've seen that before." And the guy that had that sign did this. So maybe this guy that has the same sign does the same thing that's so interesting maybe like languages with a lot of characters like a traditional chinese mm-hmm. or stuff. maybe it just started as people drawing what it looked oh, like. oh absolutely oh that's yeah. such a cool 
do continue. This is very interesting. So with <coughs> with the Renaissance, um, it was sort of the rise of other systems other than the church. So like the church obviously was still a big thing, but you have like cities sort of starting to become a thing and right. like commerce and merchants and stuff. And so you get people coming from like different regions of the world, like the Middle East and everything, who still had all those like old Greek and Roman ideas. Right, because they were the, it was the Islamic Golden Age. Yeah. They had Arabic numbers yeah. and yeah. The whole time, yeah, the whole time the West was just destroyed and broken, just beaten off and yeah. going to church. That's yeah. all we were doing. <laughs> yeah, the Islamic world was just popping off. Damn, going hard, and so like that stuff got like reintroduced. And people would, like, translate it, and they'd put it in, like, Italian or whatever language you spoke. Mm-hmm. And then people could, like, read that, and they'd start being like, oh, okay. Like, like that information sort of came back. <coughs> so people started studying it more, and, like, old art sort of became a thing again. And then, like, realism came back from that, from, like, anatomical studies that people started doing. And then the focus sort of came back to representing those, like, forms like the Greeks used to and the Romans used to. Right. It's weird. I feel like during the Renaissance, you have so many people overlapping science and art as one thing. Like yeah. da-, da Vinci is the most famous example of yeah. that, right? He did everything. What was the What was the big reason for those two things overlapping? Is it just because the Romans and the Greeks had both those things? Or? I think what it was is it, up until, I think somewhere in the 1700s, art wasn't like a, like a... I don't know. It wasn't like an ideological pursuit like it is today. Mm. It was more so like it was more so a science because if you wanted to draw a person, you had to know, you had to study like biology right. in order to know like how to do that. So like you start studying biology and then you start getting into like architecture because you want to make a building, you can draw the building, but you have to know how the building like will support itself and because you can't make buildings so, that look fake. Yeah. yeah. So like now we have people that specialize in doing those things, but people that used to be artists did like a ton of things because they were the only people that knew how to actually do that sort of thing. That's so interesting. Right. Because it had to make sense. Mm-hmm. It, it was the art was the way of describing the world. Whereas now we have photographs yeah. and diagrams and things and art is a way to almost, it's like, a, like uh, abstracted. That's mm-hmm. why I guess, you well, know, that's, um, like impressionism and stuff came about because oh that's my favorite it's favorite look for art impressionism that, that yeah. started because like photography was invented and then people were like well why do we need to paint anything anymore like yeah. painting used to be the representative like if i wanted to know what a person looked like i'd have to look at a painting of them whereas now i can see like their actual like form right just right there so like what is painting at this point so what's next now that people can Photoshop pictures, mm-hmm. you know, you got all these people on Instagram, you know, giving themselves yeah. muscles or, right. you know, fixing up their face and stuff. So what's next? I think with the way that like the world has been going, like in like consumerism and everything, everyone is so sad anymore. People are very sad. Any, everyone it's... is so depressed. We joke, like we've gotten to the point where people joke about like dying and killing themselves. So you, that's true. You know that that's like. We're sad. Yeah. So, like, at some point, you hit a low like that, and something's going to happen where, like, some movement comes around and turns that around. The the hard times make tough men. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a wave, you know? And, like, art has done that forever. Like, people that did... I just wrote an article about um, Rococo stuff. Oh, yeah? Um, Where where, Where can I find that, actually? 
I have a I actually have a blog that I'm doing for my social media class. Oh hell yeah! Um, hell send yeah! Send me the link. Yeah, send me the link. Uh, or if, even if you want, I could I could post the link uh, for the viewers. If yeah. You're okay. okay. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, I did that. It was funny because Elon Musk actually made a tweet about Rococo being alive in our hearts or something. I was huh. like, damn, that's kind of weird. But like Rococo was a response to people being very like realistic and being very hard and being stiff and then people did rococo stuff and after a while they're like this is too much we got what, wait what is rococo rococo yes. is um so the hall of mirrors like in, in versailles in versailles okay is rococo like the period from like 1700 to like 1760s it was it was a mostly european mostly like I don't want to say mostly French because I don't know and I don't want to like... Like Western European put that, Yeah, I don't want to put that out there and have it be wrong. Like the, like the Russians were not doing this at the time? I don't think so. I know Russia did have a period where they were very into French things. They did. Who was that under? Tsar, not Alexander, Nicholas, one of them. Um, but he like, I remember, yeah, he went to yeah, France, yeah. he got educated there. That's that. So like that, that sort of, that was a weird dynamic because at one point Russia went to war with France, but they were doing French things in Russia. That's so when they got rid of the traditional hats and replaced it for wigs. Yeah. They were they were going all out. It was you yeah, know like you can't have a beard anymore. You have a yeah. beard. You have to pay a tax. Could you imagine? You would be taxed. I'd like be taxed. Crazy. Yeah. I like I liked as you're growing out the yeah, middle part. It, too. I have not trimmed this yeah. since November. That's wild. Yeah. There's photos of you without a beard, and I'm like, I hate them. Logan's got to have a beard. It's part of your identity, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so Rococo. We, yeah, Rococo. Rococo was this. It's. It's a very naturalistic, it's very exaggerated, but it focuses on sort of like like natural forms, like trees, and um, it's very flowy, it's very rich. And then after a while, people were looking at that and like, we can't do that anymore. Hmm. And there is a trend towards like very, it, was, it got rigid again. <clears throat> people were very realistic. They were like, things need to follow order, like. Hmm. It's very toned down, so you get a lot of. Well, that was like the Industrial Revolution, kind of that time at the end of it, right? Like so, the yeah, late seventeen hundred like Revolution era, area, um, and then sort of on from there. Eighteen hundreds was sort of when Romanticism came back. Oh, but I love music. That from was that time. a response to that period in between where things were very boring and very like structured and very bland. Right. So you can sort of see that throughout history. Things sort of. They go back and forth between those sort of extremes of things. That's the thing photographs will never be able to capture. Photographs show what happened, but art shows wh- how what happened made people feel. Yeah. That's the biggest that's, difference. I think that's what's going to come back because like abstract expressionism and postmodernism and everything dealt with more questioning of like what art was or like what things were. It was very apathetic. It was very mm-hmm. like, let's just be This assholes. is not a pipe. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's just be assholes. Like, let's just... Let's be... What's a Dadaism? Like oh where the urinals are yes, fucking art and I, shit? It was important to happen, but I hate Dada. <laughs> so it was... It's basically like the epitome of we want to be... We want to question things to the extent that people will get angry with us. So I think <laughs> that now that things sort of might start shifting more towards like a representational like focus again, where now where things used to be like abstract to represent like anything you wanted or like your emotions right it's sort of going to come back to representing like how you feel or like how the world makes you feel that's very interesting the things that you have to deal with that make you sad make you produce the work like that you make 
Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's and especially since emotions are so people are more comfortable with their emotions nowadays too. Yeah. So I think that's gonna come out in art a lot more. I I even find this especially with the men. Oh my god, yeah. especially with men. Yeah. Because you talk to you talk to men who are like older than us, even like not even much, like ten mm-hmm. years, and they're so closed in, mm-hmm. and you can still see all these tendencies of like kind of the old wave. Of mm-hmm. of like how you, it used to be to be a man, but I feel like nowadays guys are very supportive. Yeah, compliments like like complimenting a lot. It's mm-hmm. actually it's very interesting. It's always funny because like you get guys, you get groups of guys together, and like they insult each other to their faces. Yeah, but then when they leave, and yeah. like they start talking about that person like outside of their groups, or they're like, oh, you don't blood. you yeah. don't know who this guy is? Yeah. Oh, he's awesome. He's yeah. great. He he does all of this, and he's really good at what he does. It's right. so interesting to see that like right. You, because we're sort of in that middle part between that old and that new. That, n- that new of people, like, being nice to each other and, like, respecting each other. And the old of you just, like, beat your friends up because yeah. it's funny because you're a guy. Like, that's right. What you do. Right. It's so interesting. Also, I think that the um, the dynamics of um, male, like, groups of friends and female groups of friends... I think one, men and women are much more intermingling now mm-hmm. than they ever were Absolutely. before. One, it's the equality plane of everyone's getting the same education mm-hmm. and stuff, and everyone is competing for, for the most part, the same positions nowadays. Yeah, it's not perfect. Like we're always we're always working on it, but mm-hmm. so it's cool now to see that like, there's more men being emotionally supportive, which was something that usually they said was right. only in groups of women, and there's more women that are kind of like they're doing some ball busting. Yeah. I've noticed women started. I love when women do ball busting. Yeah. I love it. Like weightlifting for women is becoming like a really weightlifting thing. for women is like, becoming a good thing. But they just they just joke around with their friends. Yeah. They make fun yeah. of the fu- fucking each other. And you look at like these old norms. Maybe it's just the way movies and books wanted to portray it back then. But it seems so like proper and yeah. this goes over here and this goes over here and nowadays you know you you it's like it's like the term bitch yeah has become such a interesting duality because girls like that's my bitch right there yeah, yeah. and they're it's, like having fun i think people are starting to realize that like just like things don't have to be a certain way like people like certain certain sets of rules obviously you need those but right like you're a man so you must wear lumberjack shirts and grow facial hair it's like i mean you don't have logan to. that's really bold coming from you uh, yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know coming from me in this outfit right now but like yeah. i mean you can still do those things you can but it doesn't necessarily mean anything like that can be what you want to do yeah. and how you express yourself but it doesn't attest anything to like who you are male well, crop I mean, tops male crop is, tops it is who you are i'm all like, in that's how you express yourself that's how you dress. absolutely but it doesn't mean anything towards like if you're like oh you're not a man you don't you you smell like flowers it's like I like flowers dude <laughs> like, I like how flowers smell I started buying women's shampoo and body wash yeah. every time I get out of the shower I feel like a new woman yeah seriously dude, my deodorant smells like vanilla yeah I love it I have lavender body wash yeah like women use a lot of men men deodorant mm-hmm. because deodorant for men is more powerful usually yeah. So they don't sweat, and no one's like, ah, yeah. "You smell like Irish Spring." They're like, "Oh, what?" Like they don't they don't notice that they're not sweating. It's yeah. just, it's this very nice change that's starting mm-hmm. to happen where it's like, "Ah, eh, yeah, yeah." Why are we Why are we separating these things? It's like obviously there's different dynamics. A girl's night's going to be different from a guy's night. Yeah. But at the same time, they're not going to they're they're getting less and less different mm-hmm. over time. Um, but they're keeping the good parts, and they're kind of phasing out yeah. the bad ones. Like the social structure is. Yeah, basically in the West, in the West, in the West, yeah, yeah. that's true. Because there are some especially places, especially in like the U.S. 
Yeah. It's just sort of like that cu- the culture to question things mm-hmm. that leads to this sort of like, well, we don't actually need that anymore. Right. Where yeah. like other places, even in like, I don't know, like Western Europe is still very much like we have to do things like certain ways. Let, let me tell you a funny thing about Western Europe. Yeah, so you, would, you know more about it than I yeah, do. Yeah, so, so okay. I, I have some family that lives in England. Mm-hmm. And when it was funny, because we took them out for a pizza, and it was just this Chicago, it's called Diagostino's, very, you know, like, very huge pizzas. They were laughing, why is everything so big? Why do you have so many TVs? Why are this, the beers this big? Yeah. You know, laughing. But then um, we were talking differences between culture, because I mm-hmm. love talking with my family from overseas, yeah. comparing the culture. This is almost all I do, just to, you know, see it's what I can do. It's interesting. It's cool. And um, my aunt was telling me, she was like, it's so interesting, because in the U.S., it's very strange to ask someone the first time you meet them, like Logan, let's say I met you at a place. It's okay. like, hi, you know, my name's Kuba. Your name's Logan. What does your father do? That's the first thing that's usually asked yeah. in England. That's what she's told me. They live right in London. Really? So it might be different in, little, in different parts of England. Yeah. But um, yeah, they're living. Uh, if someone is from London, knows the neighborhoods better. It's like kind of the Hampton Wick stop on like the train okay. sort of in that neighborhood. I don't know if it's bougie or not because I'm not from there. I don't know. But she said that most of the time people ask what your father does. Interesting. Which it's so interesting because in the U.S., like, that's a really weird thing to ask yeah, right away. First thing I'd ask is, so like, hey, you know, uh, what's your, what's your favorite sport? Let's yeah. talk. Let's talk. You know, let's talk hoops or it's something. Very, it's like, like surface level stuff. Sneakers. Yeah. You meet someone, you're like, I don't really care what your father does right, right. now because I want to know about you. Yeah. Not like where you come from. Exactly. Whereas I think in Europe, it's still because the culture is very deeply rooted. Still, they, you can't shake off the 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 legacy yeah. of all those old serfdoms and royalty and all yeah, that. So it's, it's still so old. It's still very important who your parents are over there. Yeah. Whereas there's lots of people in America. LeBron James is a billionaire and never met his father. Right? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You know, it's like it's the it's the it's the United States. Yeah. If you ask someone what their father does, they may be like. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen the man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a totally normal thing. So, England has a, w- a lot of interesting dynamics now as well. They're starting, like, you can go, like, two miles down the street and people talk different. Mm-hmm. They dress different. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a very interesting it's place. incredible. Have you been to England? I've never been there. No. Ah. I, ha- I know a few people that have sort of been there so i've seen pictures and I've, i'd I've, like to i've but. i've been to uh i've been to england um london was weird because i feel like i didn't get the most i should out of it but mm. we went to places like york um and other places kind of in the northern yeah. area of england and that was very refreshing um it's very cool how happy people are there with less things mm-hmm. we love our things in the u.s it's, it's the paradox of choice yeah. you ever heard of that no no it's do tell it's where you have so many choices and so many options it makes it harder to actually choose something and to actually be like happy with what you chose because there's so many things to compare what you picked versus what someone else picked never go sneaker shopping with me logan yeah (laughs) that's exactly 100 what it is the biggest thing yeah people wake up in the morning like what do i wear whereas people that have like six shirts are like oh i guess i'll wear this one today that's true and then the rest of the week i'll wear the other ones i didn't wear today yeah oh man that's a big problem with me because yeah. i've been like there's all these clothes yeah, and i'm like I'm ooh, the, that's the cool same way. and then i wake up in the morning and i'm like fuck <laughs> i'm well, just sitting there li- living here is hard too because the weather changes so often you have to have like two outfits for every day the midwest yeah yeah you're no you're right we're, we're i think we're about two or three weeks away from that time of year that you know very well being from the Midwest and I know as well where it's 
30 degrees in the morning and 68 degrees in the afternoon. Yeah. But when you're in high school, that's the best because you walk to school in this fucking jacket and you're freezing and you get out in summer yeah. and everyone's selling pills outside the school and it's like everyone's happy. You know, it's it's hilarious. Yeah. Just the weather changing. And I'm always so curious. I have some friends from California and I will really wonder if the winters here hit them harder than they hit us because they're used to just sun and vitamin D all the time. They, I think it would. Or at least they'd have a harder time dealing with it. Like, right. Because so, some people are just tougher than others right like when it comes to that that sort of thing whereas people here like oh it's that time of year again yeah it's, it's gonna like... get i'm gonna hate the weather and i'm gonna hate living here for like four months but then it's gonna be fine yeah that's that's one thing i've never lived year round in a place that's warm because i feel like christmas or the holiday season right mm-hmm. if you don't celebrate christmas it's very intimate and special in cold places mm-hmm. in new york in chicago in minnesota or toronto yeah it's very you huddle in everyone's sick yeah yeah <laughs> but you eat great food you have some good times whereas like I feel like if it's if it's warm year round, you're not huddled in. No. And it's kind of like the the density of people is a little more spread out because yeah. you're outside or you're inside or having you're... other people around you when it's warm makes you sweat. Right. Whereas having other people around you when it's like cold and makes you're all you... like tight knit. Yeah, it makes, makes you comfortable. It makes the room warm and yeah. it makes things nicer. So. Like I, I love coziness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I try to create a cozy space it's very difficult in a regular college apartment yeah, in a small space but, but um the candles hence the candles yeah. you know what i mean also because it smells like shit in here most of the time so no. i don't know what it is it doesn't it, now that's what i've noticed as i've gotten older i smell different yeah. when i would get sweaty in high school it would be a different smell than it is now when i come back from the gym i smell i go when did i start smelling like this did yeah. i start eating differently i don't know what it is it i because I'm not eating anything different. I'm just eating at different times of day. That's yeah. all. So I, I don't know. Every once in a while, I get that. But with like, with like my mustache, like sometimes I'm like my mustache smells kind of weird. And huh. It's like it's not that I don't wash it. Yeah. Or I don't do anything with it. But it's like what is, like why is that? Like what? Hmm. What makes? You know, it's it, interesting. And here's the strangest thing about human smells. Mm-hmm. The way you smell. So if you. If you are with um, your significant other and they're sweaty and you smell them, you go, damn, that's nice. That is the fucking person for you. Yeah. Because there's been studies that have shown that the way a person smells, it's representative of what bacteria can or cannot live on their skin Mm -hmm. because their immune system kills the rest. Right. If someone smells good to you and they're sweaty, it means that their immune system is almost completely different from yours. So if you were to have kids or something... Or anything like that, even yeah, like even me- even mentally, yeah, they're from such a they have such a different genetic pool that if you were to have kids or you were to raise kids, both your biology and your thinking and mentality would kind of be an advantage. That's crazy. Yeah, and this is even true among um, like uh, same sex couples that can't have children. They adopt kids, but if they have different enough immune systems, those kids learn they, sort of pick they, they have a stronger foundation of morals yeah. because the parents have very different immune systems Dude, i gotta start like going on running dates and stuff though. that's what you gotta do I just get real start, hot yeah, yoga <laughs> find that one you're like mm, okay mm. yeah <laughs> concerts cre- one of the cre- right? that's funny because one of the creepiest questions to at, or one of the creepiest things to say about someone is about their is like how they smell right but apparently as you've just informed me it is one of the most important things 
To cologne. Know. That's why cologne is so huge. Maybe that's like why that. it's a weird question. But you know how like Post Malone doesn't shower, mm-hmm. and apparently like women say they love his musk, like they like his smell. That's probably women that have very different immune systems, and they're like, "Yeah, this is it." You yeah. know what I mean? And he, since he doesn't shower, they can smell it perfectly. Yeah. It's so weird that we have all this advanced philosophy and engineering, but at the end of the day, there's some systems. Something still. Something in there. still works. Yeah. Something still works, and it's like, okay, we're still kind of we're animals. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, that stuff isn't has no meaning it, yeah. outside of you're a person, and this is how we think things should work. Yeah. Whereas, like at the end of the day, that none of that matters. Like none right. of that is real. Like right. The the Earth doesn't care how much money I make or like. Yeah. What was it? Money's paper. Money's yeah. paper. It's like, oh, you're yeah. you're chilling here. Okay, cool. Like. That's no, you're hundred percent right. That's what. <laughs> Here's my biggest fear. I feel like within our lifetimes, space mining is going to become a big thing. Mm-hmm. There are asteroids in our solar system that we can reach right now. Maybe not mine, but we could send a probe to them that yeah. are worth more than the world economy because yeah. they're just made of iron and they're just the size of like the moon. Yeah. Not the moon, but they're big. They're very big. Let's say like they're sizable, but they're not so big that they turn into a sphere from gravity. So they're like, they're definitely smaller than Pluto, but they're entirely iron. Yeah. You know how many tanks and planes and boats and shit you could make with a, a, a piece of iron the size of like Kazakhstan? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. All this bullshit is we're trading around that like this these um, futures and these stocks yeah. and they're kind of based the gold standard. All stocks this, are what yeah are really scary. Yeah, like, that's not based on anything. It's 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 pure data and human knowledge and yeah. intuition and it's. It's terrifying because I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. And there's guys who they know everything about it. Yeah. And you pay them and they figure it out and you make money yeah. and you're like, okay, they thanks. Put, they put value on something that doesn't exist <laughs> and isn't like real at all. Like yeah. the, I guess, proficiency of a company to yeah. make money. It's crazy. Is like its own value. Yeah. It's worth something. Yeah. I mean, unreal. It's money built on money. Right. But you know what's crazy is that at the end of the day, it's the engine that keeps us innovating and mm-hmm. it makes medicine better and it makes schools better. And it's crazy because yeah. it's it's abstract, yeah. like cave painting. Yeah. There's nothing survival. There's no survival usefulness for a cave painting. Maybe unless someone can look at it and be like, that's how I don't die from a grizzly bear. I play dead. Yeah, but the black yeah, bear, I, I go, ah. Yeah. But... At the end of the day, you come home, you're like, damn, I want to draw a cave painting. Right. Like, you just, you do it, you feel better. Yeah. Some people go home, they go, damn, I'm going on Robin Hood and I'm investing in some, some you know, yeah. companies that I like. It's weird Yeah. where that change, it's the same thing, but it's so far removed. Yeah. From like. But technically there is a, because they're called financial instruments, mm-hmm. right? So it's kind of like how we value a currency and that currency is based on something. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you can water it all down to like. An hour of human work is worth this much money. Right. If you were to pay this amount of money, you could get that done, or you could have this person do it for you. Mm-hmm. So it all boils down to that. But to me, it's just so strange that, like, farmers in the United States, if they farm an acre of, uh, let's say, soybeans, because I feel like soy can grow. Yeah, I'll say Brazil, because they grow soy too. Okay. A- an acre of farmland in the United States, that farmer farming it could theoretically and probably does get more money than a farmer in Brazil that farms the same amount of soybeans with maybe the same fertilizers and equipment. Right. So 
Like what's the difference? Where, where is that? Like what doing are doing the same work? What are we basing the value of what it is on if we can't even do apples to apples yeah. on two seemingly both Western Hemisphere farms, one acre, same seeds, same work? Mm-hmm. You know, I think farming gets that sort of complicated because then, like, obviously certain things like soy might be harder to grow right. somewhere else where mm. that person might that person might deserve more money because they have to put up with more stuff to actually grow you're, it. You are right, but like it's it's like a it's like one of those things you learn in like early like econ 101 where it's like this country can make this and the other country can make something that the first country can't so yeah. obviously they there's a different value there's a different internal value for like both of those things it's crazy every time i think about bartering and economics for some reason i had this econ teacher in high school and we were convinced he smoked pot yeah. 100%. Okay. There was no way. But he would tell us about goats and bartering. Everything was goats. Okay. He, he watered down the whole class to exchanging goats. Right. And it was hilarious because to this day, I will always think about supply and demand or what you're talking about, not in soybeans or any. I'm and just thinking goats. of goats. That's it. It's so strange. But to be fair, I mean, I feel like most people in the world would understand that because mm-hmm. I feel like everywhere has goats. Yeah. Right. There's the farmer, there's, or should I say, shepherds or ranchers in the Middle East or India or Africa or the United States or Europe. They all have goats. Yeah. But yeah, it's so, money is strange. Another reason this is on kind of topic is I'm learning about constructivism. Okay. Because I'm, I'm studying a lot about the European Union. Okay. And different theories of, you know, there's neo-functionalism, which is like, <clears throat> um, the states in a union will slowly give up their power over time. We'll start with one thing. So, for instance, the UN start or the, the EU started with just coal and steel. We're sharing coal and steel so that Germany can't make tanks and invade us again. Capiche? They're like, sure. Right. Then they go, okay, what about a little more? What about a little more? What about a little more? So, neo functionalism is that you start with coal and steel and it starts leaking out, and the states slowly give up their rights until you're one big thing. Yeah. Um, you have, uh, shit. What, what is the other one? Um, intergovernmentalism, which is just the states are all kind of working together because it's better for them to work together than apart, but they all want to stay equally powerful. And then you have constructivism, which is um, a pretty cool theory that your surroundings kind of tell you what is valuable and what is not. And it explains how money, a piece of paper with certain markings on it, compared to an identical piece of paper with different markings on it can be worth twice as much, mm-hmm. right? Because a $20 bill and a $10 bill, if you showed that to an alien, they'd be like, okay, kind of, but why is this twice as yeah. much? Why do you value this thing? Is the art on it nicer or something? Is the person worth more? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Andrew Jackson. No, he's yeah, not. No one Compared to Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who made the, guy who made the, the bank versus the guy who was responsible for the genocide of hundreds of people and some terrible losses in the Battle of 1812. You really got to weigh these two. But... um. But constructivism also explains why the world economy, maybe 300, 400 years ago, was heavily based upon the trade of people as forced laborers. Mm-hmm. And now you can say maybe it's oil or maybe it's data. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, but we've just accepted that like, okay, we don't do that anymore. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, there's still human trafficking and there's right. still slavery, but not to that extent. So it's like, what is the most valuable yeah. thing that everyone has and and constructivism is it's used to explain how in the european union for the last 700 years Mm -hmm. war in europe was just a thing always war shooting killing slashing cutting the church burning i mean the saint bartholomew's day massacre everything was war all the time and then like for the last 70 years they're like no more 
yeah. um, Yugoslavia and stuff like that. But smaller conflicts, not just full on thirty years. Yeah. So it's like that explains how well we just accepted that there's not really going to be war in Europe anymore. Yeah. They're kind of all united. So constructivism is well, that same way. That happened. Stocks. In, I took that. a. I took a Japanese class last semester for a writing cool. intensive, as odd as those things go together. Huh. Um, and that's sort of the same thing happened over there. Like, the history of Japan is so, like, drenched in bloodshed. It really is. That after after World War II, they're like, this, it's, we, can't, we can't keep doing yeah. like this. Um, like, there, for there was a period of time, I don't know if it's still going on, a professor told us that they're like, their army that they that they had had to recruit people by saying that they weren't an army cuz like no one wanted to be involved in like that like a military position oh like after world war 2 yeah ah. like no one wanted to have to put up with like conflict with fighting anymore they were tired of it they were tired of it. yeah it'd be going on for <laughs> i mean ages. Th- thousands of years yeah. probably and then what in just 50 60 years they said okay yeah, bam and look at the result. Japanese engineering is some of the best in the world. The art is some of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the they have the largest city on earth, right? Yeah. Tokyo, uh, Yokohama metro area. So very weird how, and maybe that's why people are so sad. Because ev- I, 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 I've said this a lot. Is evolution is much slower than our brains. Absolutely. We, I think, I, I was I had a long discussion with Brandon about this because Brandon and I are on opposite sides of the political spectrum. Okay. I don't like to put labels on it, but like if it's like a triple thing where you have conservatism, progressivism, and libertarianism, I'm somewhere maybe here more progressive. He's somewhere here more libertarian, but we find ways to agree. But we were having this debate. I was like, why is everyone so sad and all this mm-hmm. stuff? And I watered it down to we're not evolving quick enough as a society because in philosophy we know a perfect society has equality for everyone, mm-hmm. has opportunities for everyone, there's no disease. We can imagine all these things. Yeah. But we're so far from that. And that's why people are sad. You know, and maybe the steps like war used to be an inevitable thing, but just in seventy years, it's like in the US, you know, yeah. we're we're going into conflicts and stuff, but there really hasn't been war on our soil for two hundred years. Oh, I guess if you count Pearl Harbor. My apologies. Right. But like we're not going to have internment camps, you know, uh, for a while. You've got the stuff at the border, and yeah, that that gets it. But it's kind of like we're in this era where so many things that were just fact, mm-hmm. like disease and um, highly, highly abusive culture, you know, between men and women and slavery and all these terrible things. They're just kapoof. They're yeah. gone. And it's kind of like... It's interesting that people are so much sadder. Yeah. Than when those systems were like a thing. Well, were they? Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, if you look at depression statistics, like, yeah, that's obviously true. They've grown. They've grown. It's weird. I think what it is is that we've stopped putting, a f- we've stopped focusing on like people. Mm. We st- we've, it's we've gotten to the point where we think so much about money and making new things and progressing that we forget that we need like we need a break every once in a while or like we should drink more water or things like like basic things that like we don't focus on because we think they're so like primitive. It's like, Oh, it's not a big deal. Like, yeah, like sure. It's beneath yeah, us. Like, yeah. You got to eat. Yeah, sure. Have an MRE or like, you know, <laughs> have what's the, um, have some soylent, you know? Oh yeah. It's like, it's like you could do that, but that takes away. It's like the Jetsons where they eat a pill and they got a whole yeah. steak in their stomach. It's like that takes yeah. away from the joy yeah. that a creature should have. 
and <sighs> get from being able to eat something that's good. This relates to I was talking to Sam about self-driving cars. I yeah. like to drive. Yeah. So it's the same vein. You're yeah. right. But it's, there's things that are important and there's things that people think are important. Mm. You, I mean, obviously, you can draw that line wherever you want because it's different for everyone. You're right. But like I was thinking about getting a massage while working when in reality, for me, now that I've thought about it, the best thing is to get a massage after just work. Just get the massage. Just get the massage after work. But some people just, they, they say, fuck it, I'm not getting the massage at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't have time because I have to work. Yeah. I have to make someone else money. Oh, time is the bitch now. Mm-hmm. Time is the worst thing ever because the internet's always on. It's always interconnected. Your phone is with you everywhere you go. Yeah, that's a big thing. There's, there's no excuse. Back in the day, you could hide. People, mm-hmm. car phones used to be a... A huge thing. My dad was telling me when he got his first car phone, he spent like like a whole month's paycheck on it. Yeah. He's calling from his car phone or something. I I listened to an interesting thing. It was a there was a philosopher that I really like, Alan Watts, was talking about this thing. It might have not been him actually. I don't remember. I get so blurred with the things. I, I've heard of Alan to. Watts. He has a very soothing voice, right? Yeah, that's why yes. I started listening to him actually. But I don't remember if it's him or if it was someone else. But it was like, if you're so busy, it was like if you're busy enough to think that you need to get like a private jet or something. You're only going to get busier if you have a private jet because then you have the ability to be places, to go places quicker, to go farther distances. So people will be like, you don't have an excuse anymore. Oh yeah. You have the ability to do this, so you need to. So it's like, do you actually want to be able to do things quicker or are you just doing too much as it is and you need to slow down? Yeah, and... And society is all about availability. So much shit is 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And to, to maybe regular people who aren't exposed around people who work night shifts, they go, this is great. I can go to Walgreens or CVS or Walmart whenever I want. But to the people who have to work at 4 a.m. Yeah. and then drive their kids to school the next yeah. morning, it sucks. Yeah, and they might be making a little extra for graveyard or they might just be getting more hours mm-hmm. and working overtime. But like, oh, it's bad, you know. Yeah. It's bad. It's like when you go to really small towns. I was in, not small town. It was a, it was a city. Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful place. You might like it too because there's a lot of murals and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, a, it's a whole city that's kind of curated rather than designed. Okay. It's very cool. But we noticed that just everything was closed on either Sundays or Tuesdays. It was like a weird day of the week. We were looking at signs on businesses. And we're like, that's so refreshing. Yeah. Because my family, we're all from Chicago. Everything's on all the time. My mom works at a hospital. Everything's on all the time, right? Mm-hmm. She's working Thanksgivings. She's working Christmas Day, like all this stuff. There's never a day off. And here, this whole city has just decided, they take we're going to chill. Day. We don't care that it's August and all these Sturgis bikers are coming through. They just have to understand our way of life is a little different. We get to relax. And that's it. Yeah. And that's a that's a thing that human beings need mm-hmm. we need a day to just chill i put a lot of my time towards that that's like, good that's healthy i don't get as much done as i probably should and i procrastinate on things a lot but who says I, you should get that much stuff exactly done, right? yeah. who's saying that and so uh, people are always like especially as like designers not just being an artist in general but being a designer specifically is so you're working for other people and they need it they need it by a certain time but like it's the dynamic of finding, like, do I need to do this right now so I can get it done earlier? Because, like, what is the value of getting something done early as opposed to getting it done later but still within the deadline? Mm. You know, if you push yourself to work on, like, eight things in a day to get them all done, sure, you have that time off later, but are you any better off from putting yourself through that hell of working on all of that stuff at the yeah. same time 
Versus if you spread it out, where you like work on one homework assignment, and then you just sort of relax. You talk with your friends, or you go go to the gym, or do something like that. Right. You can you can dump a bucket of water on a rock, and nothing will happen. Or you can drop one drop of water on the rock every minute for a while, and you'll start to carve a hole. Damn. It's this. It's it's an old. That's I believe it's an old Chinese proverb. Okay. But they were relating it to um like working out and improving yourself physically. So it's kind of like. You can be trying to bench 275, you know, once. That's like slashing a bucket of water, but you're going to fuck up your arm and injure yourself. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to be able to work out. Or you can stick at a good, like a good pace, you know? Maybe, maybe you can, if, if benching body weight something normal for you, do, do a few of those, yeah. you know? Don't, don't be trying to max out every time. But as soon as you start getting comfortable, then you can up it. Yeah. And it's kind of like with, with work is... Too many people, they dump you into these environments and you're working hard and working hard and you're just used to splashing a bucket of water on the rock every day mm-hmm. and wondering why nothing's happening. Yeah. Dude, I love that kind of stuff. That like, <laughs> that Eastern philosophy. It's different. Oh, it's so, it's so refreshing. Did it's you? like, they're like, it's, it's basically like, no one cares. Like, right. Be yourself. Like, right. just hang out. If you want to work, work. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to work, like, as long as you're not putting yourself in like harm. Or if you're doing something obviously that's unhealthy, like right. that's still bad. But like if you just just do what you want, like do what you got to do. It's it's so refreshing because the world is as small as it seems to the internet. It is really so vast, mm. and it, there's so many unique places on earth like nowhere else. Um, even though we have access to it 24 seven, so the philosophy is so different. Yeah, and you look at the even the psychological patterns between Western and Eastern. So different. Yeah. There was, they did a test where they had four markers on a table and a piece of paper and they had children from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And what they found is that children from the Americas, Europe, Africa, and the Middle East, um, there were three green markers and one red marker. The children from more Westernized places, also Australia was in there too. Um, they would grab the red marker, the unique one. Mm -hmm. They would draw with that. Children from more Eastern cultures, more kind of um, regimented stuff like that, China, um, Korea, Japan, even Russia, they noticed this a lot. Um, they would grab one of the green markers because kind of like this is just the majority are green. Yeah. It's the color that seems to appear more. I'm going to draw with one of those. Maybe it'll be a better marker. Whatever reasons they had, there mm-hmm. was a striking correlation between the two. Yeah, that's not super surprising, yeah. honestly, but yeah. it's still very interesting to see something like that it makes you think like okay well what if we work together and use green and red you make a much prettier picture mm-hmm. so kind of with the eastern and western philosophy they need to blend more that's why i'm very glad that here the philosophy students are required to learn about all the different world religions and different thinkers from kant to what's uh like confucius yeah. you know Lao Tzu, guys like that yeah well if you only learn one side of the one side of the coin you only have one side of the coin you know yeah, you can't really see, because if you have both of them, it's it's like a three D like three D glasses, you know. <laughs> if you only got one side, yeah, you can see the red, but if you have the blues, well, you can see the whole, you can see the whole picture. You can get a little more out of something. Yeah, it's very cool. That's that's one thing that I hope that we'll eventually learn to harness the internet because it's this new thing right now. Mm-hmm. Think about how inefficient humanity was with oil at the beginning. We just oh, yeah. burn it and shit and mm-hmm. London was covered in smog. 150 years later, our cars are barely polluting. Mm-hmm. Like it's, 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 I mean, they are still obviously, but we've been able to reduce it and make them so efficient. Yeah. I think the internet and data is one of these new things where we're like fucking burning it. Like people were, you know, burning oil and right. lamps and shit back in the day. And now we're like, okay, 
well, what if we burn the oil to make electricity to light up a light bulb instead of just the lamp? Mm-hmm. Ah. So I think the internet's going to go through one of those yeah. revolutions. And I think that will be, mm, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 years from now. That's when it'll start hitting. That's just probably about. one of the big issues, too, is people are so obsessed. Everything is new. Yeah. Everything is new. All the now. time. Everything is new so all the time. people are so obsessed with all these new things that they don't take. We don't have that available time to, like, think about how we can streamline those things or like how we can make them better or like that process of the coal with the light bulb and stuff like that. Like there's no time to think about that because by the time you get coal, like five years later, someone has something better than that. And then they're trying to figure out what to do with that. Mm -hmm. And then they just dump, you just dump whatever you had before and just disregard it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Time is the biggest enemy because we've become more productive, but like it doesn't matter how much money you have or whatever. That's the big thing with Bill Gates. He's reading all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. Why? He's always on time to places. He schedules every hour of his day because it doesn't matter that he's worth billions of dollars. He can't buy more time. Yeah. He has 24 hours in the day like the rest of us. And so do Tasmanian devils and birds and squirrels. Yeah. They all have 24 hours in a day. <laughs> so it's we're, we're trying to, maybe that's why people are sad because we feel like we could do more. We know in our heads that we could be doing more. But it's unhealthy to do so much. Absolutely. And we're starting to see the kind of... The effect of that. Yeah. Like a, we're getting sore. Mm-hmm. We're getting kind of... As a society, we're getting sore. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So... And then that's why, you know, you wonder why places that maybe are less advanced, people seem happier. Mm-hmm. Even if, you know, it's very, very possible that they could have had children die at infancy or they, you know, have been dying of preventable diseases and things like that. But at the same time, they're like, well, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm alive. You know, I have a roof over my head and stuff. Yeah. They respect those things more because there's such a higher chance of them not having it. You're right. Whereas yeah. we're like, oh, yeah, I need, for, a ha- I need a house. For granted. I'll, just, I'll go buy a house or I'll go get an apartment or I'll do something like that. Yeah. Or like I'll, put, I'll have my kid and then I'll be in a hospital for however long they need to be before I can actually bring them home versus yeah. – Versus I have a kid and they're sick and it's not looking good and there's nothing I can do about it. Right. Ah, it's difficult. Yeah. It's, it's, there's so many things people to do take for granted. Oh man. You remember how I said it gets hot in this room? Yeah. Yeah. It gets hot in this fucking room. Yeah. I can feel it a little bit. It's not too bad. See, I I normally keep this place ice cold. Mm -hmm. That's something that has changed as well. When I first came here, I loved having the heat like cranked. Yeah. Because you couldn't do it. When you were back home, right? That's true. I couldn't do it because we're back home because, yeah, electric bill and everything. So, and I, I, I remember I had like my, my gaming PC in high school and it was just, it was a monster. It was like 750 watt power supply. The whole room would be hot. Yeah. And I had a real talk where my parents were like, you have to game less. Yeah. And I go, why? For school? They go, no, the power <laughs> bill. The power, and there's frequent, frequently in our house, there would just all the light, oh shit, all the lights would go off. Oh and be like, God. what the fuck? And I was like, Kuba's on his computer again. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Oh like the goodness. circuit breaker would flip. It, would, it like a whole, it would, it's kind of split into two because it's really old wiring. So half of the house would shut off and the other half would be fine. And, um, so that was a big thing, but yeah, I've noticed that I used to like it really hot cause my computer would make the room hot. And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, when I was in a dorm, who cares? Just crank yeah, it up. Yeah, just like this place is already overpriced <laughs> for the dorm. Let's just crank it up. But now that I'm here, I'm like, Ooh, I like it really chilly. Yeah. I like putting on a sweatshirt and being cozy, but that's, that's, that's another one of those things. Mm-hmm. But what I was going to say, the reason I said like, Oh, it's very hot in here is 
this podcast is cool because I don't feel like I get a lot of time one-on-one with people yeah, anymore. Yeah. And that's the generally what guests say as well. They go, huh. They always kind of like, it, they usually feel kind of refreshed after it. Mm-hmm. Or or sometimes what I have, obviously we have a unique situation because we both have somewhere to run to right after this. But right. um, I have a unique situation where for Julian's episode, Julian, um, who was, I don't know, episode seven or something, um, where we had this podcast and we said, all right, cool. We hit stop record. And then we walked to his house, hung out. We're there till 3 a.m. Oh, just yeah. talking. It's like it's and and the mm-hmm. the, the, the the bid goes on kind yeah. of like at auctions or something. Yeah. This is one of those things that people need. You know, they don't know they need yeah. just to sit down and just talk to people. Like if you're at work and you're working by yourself all the time, that's why you get up and you go like. That's why water cooler conversations are a thing, you know? Yeah. You, just need, you need to talk to someone. Water cooler conversations are hilarious. I had it work. We were so enveloped in what we were doing that at one point we all stopped and we looked up the most dangerous plants on earth. Yeah. There are some fucking crazy plants. And we had this idea like it's like American or it was like Deadliest Warrior. Yeah. I was going to say American Ninja Warrior. It's like Deadliest Warrior, but for plants. Ooh. There's a cactus that explodes its seeds everywhere. There's another one that it makes a wooden fruit that uh-huh. it goes under tension. And once it reaches it, it explodes. Oh my God. I mean, it's crazy. Um, there's some very dangerous plants out there. It's not just the Venus flytrap. That's pussy shit compared yeah. to what we were looking at. Yeah. Water cooler conversations. Sometimes yeah. you got to let loose. Yeah. And so many people are like, oh, I need to be in a relationship, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And a lot of it is they just need someone to talk to one-on-one. Yeah. They might not even necessarily be in a good mindset for a relationship mm-hmm. in that moment in time. People aren't willing to admit that. Yeah. So. It's crazy. It's, it's strange. Sometimes you just got to talk one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I hate small talk. It's one yeah. of the number one reasons I hate small talk. Yeah. It's because you're get you're wasting that time talking to someone about nothing. Mm, that's so interesting. Yeah. It's like I could ask myself how the weather is. You know? My phone's just buzzing like crazy right now. Anyway, <laughs> uh yeah, like, you know, those are conversations you don't need to like be around other people to have. Or yeah. like but like when you start talking about like anything, like all like anything that we've talked about here, it's like you can't do that. You can have that back and forth with yourself. I mean, you could. You might be a little, yeah. Might be a little crazy. If you might be that, a little crazy. You don't do that in your car. Sometimes you don't just be like, hmm, and you start like just talking out loud. Sometimes Maybe I should be paying attention more to the road. But you know, yeah. Are you good at small talk? I because I, I can be, but I think since I don't like it, it hurts like the mm. ability that I have to do it because I the whole time I'm having small talk, I'm like, oh god. I know. I see. I'd like to think I'm very good at small talk. Mm -hmm. And the only reason is because my ass was dragged to church my entire life. And my mom has a million friends. And my dad, my brother, and I are standing by the car like some angry six year olds, like, stop talking. Mm -hmm. But then you have to talk to your mom's friend. How are you doing? Oh my God. Yeah. You know, kind of like that. And that's what, like, I have this skill for it. And I hate it. So yeah. I find myself in public all the time having random small talk with people. And I'm That's like, funny. oh, no, yeah. I don't want this. My mom's the same way. But what I've found is that I don't talk a lot. Mm. Like, I don't like to. Interesting. Especially when I'm around people that I don't really know. Like, Okay, I can so see like, that. Yeah, I feel, I feel like you're more observant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I get put in a situation like that, I'm perfectly fine not saying a damn thing. Yeah. I think it makes some, it makes certain people like really like not irritated. Guy, yeah. Like they don't, 
Like, my mom definitely is like, why didn't you talk more? It's like, I don't know. I didn't really have anything I needed to, like, put out there. I was like, I don't feel the need to talk just to talk most of the time. Do you want to trade? Because I I just run my mouth and get myself into trouble a lot like that. I wish I had that ability. I think you can practice it. Yeah, it's hard. It's a learned thing. This podcast has definitely helped me practice it. Yeah. If you watch these first couple episodes, I'm talking at my guest. Yeah. Not with. Not with them. So I've... Still not perfect. It's interesting. Just a little, just a little, little change in the way you think about something mm-hmm. will alter how you do it drastically. Yeah, people people work on refining the wrong things. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Ooh, I'm gonna do this diet or something," or blah blah blah. And it's like, or you could walk yeah. more and just get more fresh air. And even yeah. if you're not losing weight, your mind is healthier. You're moving. I started doing that, yeah. you know, because I bought a new car, so you'd think I'd be driving it everywhere. But I have this really weird relationship with it where I, I find myself walking more places. Mm-hmm. And, like, even, like, this this Seven Eleven, a few blocks from my house, I'm not driving there anymore. I'm walking. Yeah. It was freezing cold, like, January, Chicago, January. My hands are red. My face is covered in hives mm-hmm. from how cold it is. And I'm walking to and from. Yeah. And I get home, and it's... So you, you bought this one, like this was the, your yes your yes purchase. this is this is all me. Was the one that you had beforehand? Did you buy it? The the Honda. Yeah, that one. That, I I got that in high school. My dad helped me out a little bit with the money. Majority of it was mine. Okay. It was just because it was such a great deal on the car, and we were sitting there. And I'm like, if I had more money, this would be perfect. He's like, okay, okay, I got you. Kind of like one of those. Because um, I feel like that's sort of a thing that, <clears throat> like, at our age we're learning a lot of like we have to pay for things more mm-hmm. often now so it's like damn like that's expensive yeah like i used to do that all the time but now it's like do i like do i need to do that yeah it feels like i'm paying two rents right now but yeah. my rent here right now is cheaper than it will probably ever be in my life mm-hmm. so it's kind of like if i can get a whole car paid off while i'm paying this cheap rent i'll do that yeah you know, especially that thing's probably going to last me forever. The Nissan Frontier subreddit is my favorite place because it's just another very hardworking dude sitting there. He's just like, this is my wife's truck. It's got a million miles. Yeah. I'm like, Damn, a million? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm a delivery guy. I drive it every day. No problems. And I'm like, I made a right. good purchase. But yeah. you're right. Budgeting. Ugh. <laughs> I hate how much Excel has become a thing of my life. Oh my gosh. I was telling myself, I'm like, I'm not going to be one of those Excel people. Yeah. Oh, everything, everything now. It's so easy. Type in these little sheets, budgeting. Ooh, yeah. my rent's this much. My groceries are this much. Here are my expenses. I, I don't like it. I wish I could just draw it on a napkin. Yeah. Like lock yourself in. <laughs> it's very boxy. It's like, this is, it has to be this. Like, yeah. It's very, very corporate. Very corporate Excel way to run your life. Is, that's exactly what it is. And I love when there's people who just say, fuck this. There's a guy who remade the entirety of the original Legend of Zelda in Excel. I don't know if you've seen this. It's crazy. He, like, codes it. The cells change color. It plays exactly like the original Zelda. And that's, it's all made in Excel. Honestly, that's kind of gross. Yeah, right? Like, <sighs> it's like people that, like, are super hardcore, like, bodybuilders. Mm. It's like, yeah, that's cool. You can do that. But, like, why? To be the best. Why, like, why is that? what you wanted to spend so much of your time doing or like people that can do like crazy martial arts like triple like backflip kicks and stuff it's like, oh yeah awesome like these but ufc guys it's crazy like you yeah. spend so much time doing that for like one like one thing and like if you actually had to fight someone would you do that like would you actually do that move like no you wouldn't you just, just you'd clock them and they'd be down like true yeah 
Yeah, it's weird. You practice all this fancy stuff. In the UFC particular, there was this fighter who would do backflips and shit. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, he's very flashy. And his first like real fight, he got fucking destroyed. Right. Because he tried that shit, got tired, and then just got mauled by mm-hmm. the other guy. That's it. But at the same time, some people, like those bodybuilders, they're like, I need to be the yeah, best. Yeah, it's at- sort of like they're... Like, that's how they evaluate themselves is through that sort of thing. That yeah, makes sense. That's what drives them. Michael Jordan is still, like, pissed yeah. all the time. You'd think, like, dude, you've achieved everything you wanted to, right? And to him, to anyone, if I was able to play in an NBA D-League game, I would consider myself a success in basketball because the guys in the D-League are still super fucking good, mm-hmm. and most of them could play in the NBA. Michael Jordan has won six championships, and he's still like, could have yeah. gotten more if I didn't go to baseball. Like, yeah. you know, it, and that's that's why he's the best mm-hmm. because he wouldn't have been happy with the D League. Yeah, he he wasn't even happy with six rings. So mm-hmm. it's like, but that's that's a very unique American thing as well. Hmm, to be a the, lot of the times, yeah, I need to be the best, and I need to be so good. That no, that even after I die, yeah. no one will pass me up. <laughs> right, right. It's so interesting, because then you look at like, like soccer, mm-hmm. like Ronaldo and Messi. There's because it's kind of a duopoly of yeah. the best soccer player in the world, but they're kind of like they're just putting up their stats. They're winning their cups. It's not like you know. In the U.S., everyone's Tom Brady always has to think about, I'm the greatest ever, I'm the greatest ever. Do I retire? Yeah. Tom Brady is 43 years old. Do you know how much better it is for his health to not play football oh, next yeah. season? Absolutely. And he still is because he's fucking crazy. <laughs> and he goes, like, this is my life. This is I'm the best person who has ever played quarterback. Yeah. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. If I stop doing it, what am I? I have to figure that out still. So yeah, uh, those those kinds of people, if they apply themselves to something, they find they either revolutionize their sport or they entertain people or they discover something crazy. Like Thomas Edison. Yeah. I bet you Thomas Edison, Tom Brady, and Michael Jordan would be best friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For because sure. they're all just, they're dogs. They're just like, I'm going to get you. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's fucking crazy. It's insane. Well, Logan, it has been a pleasure to have you on. Oh. This was fun. Yeah, I this, really enjoyed this. I, w- I would love to have you back on. There's no, there's yeah. no uh, one and done rule on okay. this lab for sure. So All we right. can, we can definitely make this happen. Or maybe I'll get uh, you, Brian, and Sam in. Oh man, and we'll have a just a big cluster fuck. That would be wild. I think but, that'd be a good time. Oh, I always forget. Uh, you know how I got to plug all the platforms that we're on at the oh, end of the yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. I always forget about doing this, and my phone's on so low battery. Let's hope this yeah. 3% lasts me through this. Yeah, of course. 3%, dude? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys. Um, geez, where is this? Where is this? Where where are these distribution status? I'm so sorry. No, Thank right. you again to our listeners for this lab. Thank you again for Logan for being such an excellent guest. If you're watching our beautiful faces, you're of course seeing this on YouTube, um, the wonderful YouTube channel. Um, but of course, we're available on a bunch of other podcasts, which you may be listening to right now. We are available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. And if you're having trouble finding us, either look up The Slab or The Slab Podcast on those platforms. Logan, thank you for being a wonderful guest. Thanks, man. And Appreciate it. as always, to our viewers, I bid thee farewell.